Warning, the following audio contains various high fantasy Dungeons and Dragons adventures, which can include foul language, strong ale, highly suggestive situations, and extreme fantasy violence. You have been warned. Hello and welcome to the pen and paper pod. Welcome this week. We are back, guys. I'm really excited. Last week, you know, it was kind of more of a table setting episode. And this week, we're just down for shit to fucking happen. Uh, We find our heroes at the at the Temple of Ondine, where we're just getting ready for bad stuff to just happen in general. Uh, yeah, but let's go ahead and go around the horn real quick. We're joined here with Trevor Flynn playing the, uh, the Scree, the King, sorry, the Kinku Rogue. I don't know why I can't see Kinku today. It's Bozil. Hey. We're also joined by, uh, Edwin Reyes playing Chuck Angus, the Minotaur Barbarian. We're in the fucking water temple this week. Fuck us. Yeah, no, it's probably not going to go well. We're going to see how this all this rolls. Does it ever go well? Honestly, like, for you guys, to be entirely honest, yes. Like, you guys are actually, like, pretty capable, honestly, when it comes down to D&D players. I do not pull fucking punches. I'm not I'm not a nice guy. Again, I died maybe four or five times. You didn't All die. it's done is... You've, I, you've only died, you've only died, like, once. genuinely once. You know? I've you died don't... once, but, like, came close to death's, like, door at least four or five times over that one death and you know it just put hair on chuck's and, you know, chest and hair. worms in his brain and it's it's a good feeling <laughs> it's a good feeling we're also joined here by tanner playing ash fallbright the half elf sorcerer uh the half elf shadow fell shadow sorcerer uh how are you tanner doing good fireball still works underwater yeah perfect that's right we had a discussion about it i almost ruled in my universe that it wouldn't and then i said that's dumb i like fireball so does tanner let's have a good time uh yeah so we're gonna be going into the temple of ondine this week but before we do that uh we're gonna do a quick recap of what happened last time for that uh viewers oh by the way we're gonna be doing some giveaways over the coming the holiday season i have not uh, we're i'm trying to hear back from something real quick there's possibly going to be a tasha's cauldron of everything giveaway so it'll be the dnd beyond uh digital a book set of tasha's cauldron of everything so it will be an online digital book set uh we'll give you away a code we're gonna give away a code just after the halftime today uh for tasha's cauldron of everything so stay tuned for that and you never know when the halftime is so you just have to watch the stream i'm sorry that's how it works thanks for playing uh yeah no trevor uh take us away and tell us uh what happened last time on the pen and paper pod beyond evil whatever i decide to call it at the end of the day yeah so uh with uh hair doctor glim garrick uh gradually coming back at us from the uh, other dimension that he was banished to uh, and us uh, all on the edge of death we managed to uh ash i think it was specifically squashed the uh the brain of amon devilspawn before uh we fled into the labyrinthine laboratories of the kindness institute with only 10 minutes to go until uh, Glim Garrick would come back to get us. We encountered three statues of the consorts of the Trinity. Marana, the crone, gave Ash the heart of darkness. Ondine, the mother, gave Chuck a magic conch. And Kaelin, the maid, gave Scree a bottle of the deadliest poison, love. Well, that's Uh, never been technically confirmed. Uh, I mean, you're disgruntled. 
darn Minotaur public education. Well, it, it, it was one of those moments where Chuck Angus just told you. I just want to. I just want to establish the only reason you think it's love is because Chuck. A because she's a goddess of love, so it's very valid. And B because Chuck Angus was immediately like, "Love is the greatest poison," which is really dark from you, Chuck. I'm just gonna say, is, like, is is love is the deadliest poison? No, it's on brand for Chuck. Ed. It's not on brand for Chuck. <laughs> Let's just. Go. How is it not on brand for Chuck? who wants to kill his bastard offspring for a good new body. I, I just, I feel like... I feel like it's pretty on brand. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Hey, hey. He hey. had his first murder before he, like, his balls dropped, dude. I, Chuck I, I Angus is, I don't like, want to know what age his... I just, like, because that's... It's one of those things where I have enough facts about Chuck Angus to know when the balls dropped, and I don't want to know that, so we're just going to move back it on to Trevor. immediately after... I, I, I took apologize. my first life at age eight. God damn it. He had a specific fucking date, and it even lines up with the timeline. That's annoying. Anyways, Trevor, please take us away from this terrible conversation that's driving away viewership. <laughs> Oh, now Chuck I'm Angus. thinking about my characters. I don't. But anyway, uh, still what? seeking an exit, we proceeded through columns of tanks with chimerical fishmen floating in them, which we destroyed. And we broke into Dr. Glumgarrick's office on our way out, in which we discovered blueprints for animal-shaped vehicles, one of which we encountered later. The Matrix of Suffering 2, second edition. Uh, Dr. Butterscotch's Notebook of Emotion Spells, and Dr. Glenn Garrick's Shadowfell Research Notes, also known as Chocolate Muffin Recipes, and uh, found a boy floating in, uh, I think he was a boy, floating in a stasis tank that we, we broke him out of. Yo, can uh, I just say real quick, what if that crazy old lady that you murdered was baking from that recipe book that she picked up from like somewhere? Keep it's going. all coming together. It's all coming together. Yeah. Uh, he told us just that his name was Calvin. And uh, we used the eagle whistle to uh, descend to the streets below where we were surrounded by guards as we were still on the edge of death. And uh, our newfound friend, Calvin, helped us escape by, uh, I don't remember exactly what magic he used, but he managed to- I believe it was sleep magic? Incapacitate the guards, yeah. It was some high level, it seemed like some high level shift. because He, he was took about to 20 guards out, so you guys were yeah. thoroughly impressed. For the record, too, technically, I think Kinkus have a cloaca, so I don't think your balls ever actually did drop, just for the record. Uh, you don't know what his his I, no no I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I did, I, I did this to myself. I don't know no, why. Well, actually, you, you would know because Monster Girls. No, okay, first off, fuck you, but also check out Animania. It's a great show. It's a great podcast. Go listen to that. Uh, thanks for the pitch. Anyways, uh, Trevor, please continue. Sorry to keep interrupting Appearing you. as a humble nun, the angel associated with St. Helena uh, helped pull us from the current, uh, help, well, me, Scree, uh, pull uh, Chuck and um, Calvin and Ash, really, and uh, took us to the sanctuary in the chapel of the Trinity, where St. Helena asked us about what we discovered in the Institute, as well as confronted us about our somewhat half-assed attempt to expose her by leaving our communication pearl to be found by just about anyone, and uh, further impressed upon us what's at stake if the old gods rise again, uh, making a plea to reforge our alliance, which we basically did, uh, spending the night in the chapel when Ash was possessed by the heart of darkness and visited in his dreams by the uh, holy crone Marana, the gibbet queen, the the, the, the Ghibli queen, the, the, the gibbet, the, uh, the, the gibbet, the, the, the gibbet queen, the gibbet, 
Yeah, sorry. No I, I can't remember which one. No, no, no. You're, the gallows. You're, I, I, the gallows, I, need, I know I keep interrupting you, but like this is like the most beautiful thing that my player has ever done for me. So please continue. I love I love yeah, the support yeah, no team. Appreciate you. I just want you to know that. Uh, we're all learning. It's fine. Uh, she came to him in his dreams and condemned him for his part in the killing of Carmela Sanguinum uh, and taught him to uh, how to perform a true yet twisted resurrection spell using the Heart of Darkness uh, as a cost. She also revealed that Ash's illithid larva died because his body was too close to death to sustain it, just generally, Ash being uh, kind of a cold son of a bitch. Um, but, uh, you know, literally. Um, literally cold, yeah. No, I but uh, Chuck's, uh, Chuck's soul, meanwhile, is fully fused with the illithid spawn in his brain, and he will soon become a mind flayer. Uh, she also warned of dire consequences if the cask of Bargwell is used as intended by the people that are trying to use it. Uh, upon awakening, Ash immediately commenced the uh, resurrection spell ritual by uh, taking or harvesting some of uh, Chuck's blood uh, unwillfully. I'm uh, pretty sure I like cow kicked unwillfully. him. Unwillfully. They didn't. You didn't yeah. actually didn't attack me. I did attack you, though. I'm pretty oh, you sure. Missed. You missed. You missed. <laughs> no, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, without really explaining it to us first, he, uh, took some of Chuck's blood and said we need to go see St. Helena, kind of filled us in on the way, and asked her to cast a, uh, resurrection spell using the Heart of Darkness to bring back Carmela Sanguinum. Uh, she said she was planning to use her, uh, ninth level spell slot for the day to cast Wish to locate the CX, at which point we revealed that we were, uh, in possession of the CX. Um, Carmela Sanguinum was successfully raised and uh, went on her way, not before we bargained her out of some of her choice reading material, AKA saucy porn. Uh, Ash also received a compartment from her belt, a pocket-sized bag of holding. Uh, Scree contacted uh, Zelix, who said Bag of Nails is not to be trusted, even though he did save us from Glimgaric, his uh, distress beacon kind of lured us there. And we don't really know why he's alive, and uh, his other two compatriots, well, one of them is uh, is definitely not alive anymore. One of them's brain is still up for uh, repurposing, uh, as far as I remember. Well, well, well uh, they were, just for the record, you both, uh, you cut... Uh, I think uh, the first one was killed when Chuck cleaved one of the skulls in half, and so the person was dead, and then the tank repurposed it, and then you guys smashed the tank when he begged, when he literally, when Ammon Devilspawn literally, as a brain in a tank, begged you to kill him, a la Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. So they're definitely both gone. Okay. Uh, I couldn't remember about the other one. Uh, we proceeded to the underwater temple of Ondine, where we suspect the cask of Bargul is being used. And uh, we're confronted by several fishmen and an armored crab aquatic tank. Uh, Chuck used his conch, given to him by the god, to uh, summon a sperm whale that helped us significantly to victory. And as the crab-like tank machine exploded, Dr. Glimgurk was seen jetting away from the wreckage. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you to you guys for helping me uh, fill in the gaps in my memory. All right. So for for advantage this week, I have a question for each of you. Because Trevor just told us, so I'm going to get a separate question for Trevor. Uh, but first off, let's go ahead and ask you gentlemen, I want both uh, Tanner and Chuck real quick to name the gift that was given to you and the goddess that gave it to you and the uh, the uh, domain in which they represent. Okay. Uh, ahead, I was given the Heart of Darkness by Lady Marana 
who represents the uh, domain of death. Give the boy advantage. Very nice. And next up is Chuck. Um, all right. I was, uh, I don't know what the conch was actually called, but I do know it was given to it by Odin, the sea god, the shipwrecker, uh, shipwrecker, shipwrecker, <laughs> I cannot speak, uh, the consort of Hugo, the grain, the grain father and god of the land. I know yeah. that much. And it brought me a cool whale, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got you got a whale bow now. That's that's the important thing. You guys gotta name the whale. That's the first thing. Uh and Trevor, just for extra credit here, go ahead and give me it. I'm gonna give you advantage just because you the uh, maiden um whose domain is love gave me the uh the vial of Oh no, what is her name? Kaylin. Okay. Oh <laughs> Gentlemen, I am so impressed. This is like a really proud DM dad moment. I just want you all to know that. I just I'm just I couldn't be more proud of all of you just just straight up okay allowance please okay yeah well your allowance is this advantage that's going to keep you alive in the rest of this thing so let's go ahead and get it. started well you haven't used it yet i just gave you one you couldn't have used it literally like i have to like hear you i need I, like three more advantages please that's not how advantages work <laughs> for barbarians for this oh my god <laughs> i'm enraged more all right you stand on the precipice of the Temple of Ondine, a massive pyramid whose cyclopean blocks have been rubbed smooth by the waves. A massive set of doors is set into the side of the structure standing open. A dais with chipped stone where a statue once stood appears to have been removed from the doorway, allowing the doors to open. It's as if the structure was designed to hold the doors closed. Deep speech script is written upon the top of the door. It has been covered by algae but it appears that it has been recently scraped off. The two-story doorway opens into total darkness. No light penetrates through the veil of the door. Anyone got a light? Um, who read? Uh, Ash, you, you read uh, read that old speak, right? Uh, no, I can only read a whistle. No deep speech. Mm. But, oh, I'll, but, I'll, but I'll try and say, it says, fuck you, Chuck. Wow. I did not hear Chuck anywhere in that. Yeah, it's lost in it. It's the accent. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 yeah, he's got a strong like dialect. It's like learning Spanish and then going to like Cadiz and then there's like this the dialect can just get you. Yeah. It depends where you grew up, you know, if you're a great old one, right? If you're the other end of the Milky Way, you know, you might have a thicker accent. I'll go out of limb here and say this sounds somewhat like the uh, table scratching that we had Zelix translate for us previously. You guys think we should call him up? I should call Ro- him up. Roll a history just to double check that, see if it looks similar to you, Scree. That's a good idea. Whoops. Oh, I need to press it once. Uh, I'll let you have the 17. Uh, yeah, this is exactly what was written on the table, which you got translated. Does anybody remember the translation? If I go through my old Facebook uh, Messenger oh, Rolodex. I will go ahead and just translate it here for you because I know you guys have it in your back. Uh, please. In his house at Rila, dead Cthulhu waits, dreaming in his house of Rila. 
okay. So you we guys think this is the house? And I, Maybe. I think this might be the house. Uh, if it's just like the foyer, this guy is rich. Well, it uh, does say the house of Ryla. This is this is Temple Ondine. Those two different things, right? You got a point. Uh, but is that like a translation error? I mean, it's written on these doors, and it claims that this is the house. So I'm gonna assume this is the house. I mean, uh, history's full of people uh, building one temple on top of another. So uh, yeah, I guess it's not. Uh, I guess we shouldn't rule out that we're in for some serious uh, deep shit here. I get it because we're we're underwater. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's go inside. All right. You guys are going to proceed inside? Yes. Yeah. All right. As you guys make your way up to the darkness of the abyss, Ash, you're the first one to approach. You can't see in the dark into this darkness. This is. Oh, is it like I'm scared? It's an aggressive magical darkness. Um, I don't have any spells to make something light up. So I guess we're just going to walk through the darkness because I don't have light or nothing. You can proceed inside if you guys like, but you'll probably you might lose each other and you'll have to make a survival roll to like move along in the darkness. Let's uh, let's let's tie rope around our waist. That way we don't lose each other. Yes, the buddy system. Exactly. Won't backfire at all if we get into combat. We can cut it. Yeah, we can easily cut it. Good point. But if we're in combat in the dark, we probably want to stay close to each other regardless. Mm. Yes. Alright, you guys I see you here, you're at the front of the door. This is the entranceway into darkness on the far side. Alright, yeah, we tie ropes around our waist. Then Let's do it. Who should, who should go first? Uh Ash, you can totally see in the dark, right? You you go first. Uh not this dark, Chuck. It's kinda it's really it's like a, it's like even darker and thicker magic than I usually can see through. It's darker than dark, eh? Well, you should still go in front because, like, as soon as the dark stops being as dark, you'll know that you can start seeing, and it's good that you'd be in front by then. You know, I do have this uh, blade that is infused with sunlight. Maybe I could try that. Hey, worth a shot. It's still dark in there, Chuck. I'm just kind of scared. I'll go first and draw the sun blade. All right, go ahead and order, you guys. So Scree's heading in first. Who's behind Scree, Chuck, or Ash? I'll go right next to him as I go, good, good, good going, scree bird, bird scree. Yeah. As you light up the blade, sunlight projects, and as you know, the sunlight is projected within 15 feet of the blade, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you can double check. Something like that. As you pass it through the field of the magical darkness, the, bl- the blade sputters and pops, and it goes like static's gone over the like a film has of darkness is like cutting through it the sunlight is still coming through but it's only shedding uh five feet of light so just in the immediate surroundings around you that's uh not good hey it's better than what we had before yes yes oh you're you're so smart whoever said bird brains are are idiots are are idiots themselves good going behind you Behind you, your whale friend begins to make a calling noise to you, Chuck. Uh, I'm uh, just wait outside. You know, keep the meter running. Uh, I don't think you fit <laughs> down here, but oh, if I find any good 
food stuff, so I'll bring you a treat. But like, I really gotta go down here. It'd be swell if you just waited around. Ooh. Right back at you. All right, let's go. All right. The, as you turn around, the uh, the whale kind of burps, and out from the whale comes a small little bioluminescent fish that swims over to you, Chuck. Oh, sweet. And it's like That's a little sick. it's a little flounder that just comes right up to you and just like settles down in between your horns, or your horns, Chuck, and sheds five feet of light. Uh, sick. Well, this this might very well be. The first present I have ever received. So we have five foot, five feet of uh, very you, dim light I from you. I just got five... given a conch last week that gave me the whale. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was about to say, like, wasn't this like a gift in of itself? Like, it's just a re-gifting gift. It's like, like a nesting doll. Ondine yes. is nothing if not a chaotic ass bitch. <laughs> like, that's like the whole point of her. So, like, clearly she's just like, yep, you get a fish, you know? You guys have you're you're only able to see within the bounds of the square you're in on the map. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. So it's like that's five feet. Yeah. So you're still you're still definitely limited in vision. Now, if we can get the fish to go like right after like the 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 five feet of the sword plus the five feet of the fish, so we can get like a ten foot radius. Is that possible? You're not sure how to command the fish. All right, you then. might be able to ask him. Uh, Do you speak fish? I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to it, like like a person. You don't begin I, to speak human, Chuck. You kind of make like a, some sort of sonar noises as you discover you now have the ability to speak with fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking so, dolphin. Get it more fish-like, man. Sonar is sonar. Aqua Chuck. Aqua Chuck. Um. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> that's, that's how sonar sounds, right? That's what fish sound like, I suppose. So, anyways, he talks back to you. He agrees and he moves uh, five feet in front of you. So, the little fish is now uh, five feet in front of you. You can see uh, kind of around him, it's like barely there but you can kind of uh, see like light just in front of you. If he moves five feet away from you even further, then you will not be able to see. Ooh, this is a inky, inky cloud. So let me just say, <clears throat> yeah, he's got light like right here in front of you guys. So how do you guys want to proceed? Straight and true, right? Uh, I guess, yeah. We, we go straight for the time being. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you guys proceed into the temple led by Fishy McFish. Or uh, We should come up with a better name. Uh, gents, what's a better fish name? The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Sorry. <laughs> no, Mr. we need to keep... Limpet. I regret that. <laughs> I regret that. I like Mr. Limpet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about we just go Limpet? We got we to gotta be able yeah. to, like, scream it at a... At a no- moment's notice. I mean, right. g- give it Sir Limpet. Sir Limpet. All right. All right you, let's you, do it. you guys see that there's like in the next noise, like an antechamber that seems to be, well, you're not actually going to get all that. I need to be careful about what I reveal. Uh, yeah, there's a 
a great tomb hallway with uh, reliefs covered in algae. Uh, yeah, you, you just seems there's like there's like a lot of really de- intricately designed carvings on the wall uh, depicting fishmen and what looks to be old Phaedra. You can investigate if you want. A lot of it's covered in algae. Uh, I want to say like. Can can either one of you check magic to see if there's like something in this place? I mean, we are in a like ancient temple, like underwater. So I'm assuming there's going to be magic traps as well as physical traps, but mostly magic traps. Uh, that's big no from Ash, Chuck. No from me too, unfortunately. We need better spellcasters. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to bust out here, okay, man? Hey, he can fireball. He's a whole person. <laughs> I didn't say he wasn't a whole person, even though he's half asshole because of the elves. But it's just really scary over here, Chuck. Okay? Like, I can't cast nothing like that. All right. Um, you have fireballs. That's not a cantrip, right? No. What's what's your cantrip? Uh, Firebolt. Oh, uh, me. <laughs> You think Chuck pays attention to <laughs> I, I, I know it fits you. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll say, like, I, w- I want to say, like, firebolt the algae to try and, like, just burn it all off. But we're underwater. That's not going to work. If anything, you'll just damage pressure's information. Well, I could try. I, I'm going to cast precipitation on the algae to see if I can use the, like, the cleaning up part of the, of the claws of precipitation to see if I can clean up the hieroglyphs or whatever. Would that work? I'm going to try it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you're, able, you're able to use it to clean off a large amount of algae off the inside of the hieroglyphs and just sort of re- re- uh, reveal the bosses. You guys can make an investigation check to find out information if you like. Who wants to check uh, it? I think you should check it and I can assist you. Scree would probably be the highest if you guys want to talk. Well, also, the other thing, too, we haven't established is, like, how are you guys talking underwater? Oh, wow. We haven't really talked in character yet, have we? I guess we have. No, yeah, you, you, have. Have just, you have, and I fucked up. It's my bad. I should have talked about that. I don't, like, the cloaks don't give you um, the ability to talk underwater. And we don't have uh, the mental well, relay. Can, can, I, no, can I use the spell? I don't have it. I don't have message. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want you guys to talk during this episode because I do not want it to be a silent episode. So please talk out loud and talk among yourself about what your characters are going to do. But I do occasionally want to see how the fuck you three are memeing this shit to each other. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> some arcade yeah. just like... Two, 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 two. All right. Uh, so, so does he clean up the algae? Yeah, he cleans up the algae. All right. All um, right. I will swim forward right. to investigate and yeah. in motion. And Ash, Ash will help All right, go ahead. Let's go ahead. I'm going to cut through this shit. I'm not exactly sure this is what <laughs> I want to do this episode. Anyways, uh, go ahead and make an investigation roll with advantage, Trevor. Uh, okay. Ooh, I get advantage? Yeah, because uh, Ash is helping you. Gotcha. Which is 11. Uh, yeah, with 11, you get a lot of information. Like, this is this is the, this the was a colony of Old Phaedra. Old Phaedra was a colony of, like, elves that colonized kind of this, like, portion of the ocean and lands in large places uh, million, many millions of years ago when they came over from the Feywild. Uh, the civilization was wiped out uh, just in a long time ago. This pertains to suggesting that some sort of cyclopean uh, squid-like monster came and wiped out Old Phaedra. 
and then uh, allowed its young to breed with the remnants of the old Phaedrons, creating the worshippers of the Great Old One that now are considered old Phaedrons in the town above this one. But it just tells of like some sort of cyclopean monster, some horrific non, you know, geometric, non-Euclidean geometry looking motherfucker just came and like wiped shit out. The great kraken? Yeah, looks like a kraken a little bit with arms and legs and dragon wings. I'm going to I'm going to like take if uh I'm going to use the spell minor illusion, the cantrip to spell out like I make a, a big old common. Nice. What's it say? Uh-huh. You say this was an elvish? It's not an elvish. There's no words. It's like hieroglyphics. This is you guys. All you're getting within 11 is like you just can tell based on like the annotation that this is like old Phaedra because you see the symbol of old Phaedra and you also see just like the fish shaped people. It's, it's like hieroglyphics. It's like, you know, generally pictic- pictorial depiction, pictographic depictions. Um, what's our surroundings like? Like on the map, I see like, is that a pillar? Is that a... No, there's just like some sort of stone dais in the middle of this room. And then there's two doors on the far side. You guys have moved all around this room, I'm assuming, because as you move in, the fish kind of swim around uh, within five feet of this real entrance area. So you're able to see all of this room. All right. I want to see like the the little pedestal thing in the middle. Uh, There's nothing on it that you can see. You, you, You had Ash come over and scrape off algae. There's nothing. There's nothing. It's just a pretty much table in the middle of the room. It's not a table. It's like maybe like a step up, maybe it's like a little platform. You or think a it's, tomb. You think there was a statue that was actually based on the scratchings. You think there was a statue that used to sit here? Mm. No, it's all right. Uh, the doors, like, are they closed? Can we try and open them? Yeah, they are. They're barred from the outside as if something was trying to get out. Uh, a minor illusion spell out in common what do we do uh, uh, I, I say we try and open the door so I go and try and like open the door they open up easily you're able to unlock the thing from this side and open it up and you see uh, five feet into the next chamber you don't see very far there doesn't seem to be anything on the other side of the door obviously just a black void past what you see I like point over there as in like we gotta keep going. Minor illusion back. You keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then like I tug on the rope to him and I start pull start him. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to make a contested strength check or do you just go with it, Ash? I'll fail. <laughs> <laughs> you just go with it because it's just it's just totally not worth it. <laughs> yeah. It's like swimming with my high school bully. <laughs> Hey, man, that sounds kind of fun, depending on how you paint that picture. <laughs> I, I love it. So, Megan, I know you're going for a Lovecraftian vibe, dude, but I'm getting Finding Nemo. Oh, I'm loving it. Thanks, Megan. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I always found Finding Nemo to be somewhat Lovecraftian in its nature and its questions about the abyss. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, stream Chesh. Whoa, Chuck. It's 2020 and A+. I don't know who's steam steam chesh. What what did, what did Chuck do? No, what did Chuck do? Uh, Everything you... exists. No, I thought that was in reference to it, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I... 
All right. Uh, you guys proceed into the next chamber. Uh, do you want to proceed left, right? Do you want to proceed straight until you run into something? What do you guys want to do? You are blind in this chamber, and the fish can be five feet in front of you, which is going to re- which is going to reveal another little section of floor right here. Uh, I guess I venture forward the unseen section to try and uh, unveil more of the room. All right. As you guys proceed forward, uh, you disappear. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, you reveal a horrific statue. Uh, So here we go. A horrifying statue sits in the middle of the room. Uh, it looks a lot like the gibbering mouther on your ship, the bangerang, uh, that serves Yemek the cook. A blob with a thousands of eyes and mouths with different shaped teeth in, at every angle and different kinds of teeth from different animals. You see the weird, over-large-sized human molars combined with sharp, biting goblin teeth and every other imaginable vestige of eye-like appendage as well as uh, just oral appendage, just all jammed together in one massive dark blob-like creation rendered perfectly in stone. Uh, Where the one on the ship took the time to look as unfrightening as possible just to be around people, uh, this Shoggoth gives the sense that it will change his body into whatever is necessary to bring about your doom. Uh, This sculpture is extremely lifelike, and in the harsh light cast uh, from the the sword and the fish, you see long shadows uh, crisscrossing the room from this horrifying statue. Uh, at the base of the feet is a great stone hatch sealed tight. Um, real quick, uh, does the 16B, 16A on the map have any significant? No, I repurposed this from a Tomb of Annihilation map, so I stole the map and I'm reusing it. So please stop reading so much in the map. At, consider more what I'm saying than like what you see on the map. Sorry about that. Uh, making maps is hard, guys. Like it's real hard. Like it's like, and, this is, a big, just... and this is a big dungeon. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I had to save myself. Word, 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 word. All right. Uh, Chuck points at the horrific statue and like has a huge grin and like thumbs up, thumbs up. Like, no. How how Nemo am I now, Megan, with this horrifying monstrosity? Yeah, that's right. Not Nemo for long. Is, <laughs> Sorry. Is there anything else in the room? Like, yeah, you guys have not explored all the room. Uh, you also see at the base of the statue there is a there is a brass plate and like some carvings under the stone. So there's carvings above the stone, and then there's a brass plate bolted to it. Both are covered in algae. Right, let's, let's wipe that away. Do you ash? Okay. okay yeah, a presentation. Yeah, there is a uh, there is a uh, some words in deep speech uh, are carved into the stone, but the panel, the bolted bronze panel that's bolted to the statue, is in common, and it says, uh, "Comes with sunshine, leaves with night, hides in darkness, does not bite, always joined to its caster, never strays from its master." Shadow. Minotaur public education. <laughs> you are just, I just, I honestly do not know how you are this much of a master of a riddle person, but you don't actually know. Nothing, as you say, shadow, nothing happens. First grade in Minotaur school, all riddles. Dude, Minotaur public education. 
How did you get shot? Uh, How are you? Why are you so good at this? I would never have gotten that in a million years. Like riddles, like kill me in camp. Say it again. Yeah. Comes with sunshine, leaves with night, hides in darkness, does not bite. Always joined to its caster, never strays from its master. I think that's a good riddle. It's it's <laughs> shadow. I, I also stole yeah. it from Tube of Annihilation. So there are going to be uh, some repurposed puzzles. I'm sorry. I mean, it comes with sun and night. I instantly just think of shadows. Like, it, well, if you, when you said shadow, nothing happened, right? Nothing happened. Nothing no. happened. Yeah. Can we cast I, a shadow? I mean, I can cast darkness. But that, that's and we won't scary. be able to see though, <laughs> even more. <laughs> you know, shadows in in darkness is there. Darkness. Are, there are shadows uh, across the statue that are being cast from you guys, uh, from the mm. thing. So you can take a look at the shadows. Oh, like. oh, there's yeah. I'll, let's check out the statues. Wait, but let's go to. Uh, you don't, don't speak it. deep speech, right, Ash? You speak no, I don't. I don't. I speak abyssal. None of us do. Abyssal. I gotta remember that. Uh, let's check out these statues. Um, yeah, as you go ahead and give me an investigation check as you guys look at the shadows. I'd like to assist Scree again. Looking at our own shadows on the statue? Like, what are we What are you? What are you guys looking at? So just tell me. Well, you said there were shadows like coming from the statues, like being portrayed right from by. being shined from the sword and the fish, as you guys are. Nearby. Oh, oh, I miss, I misheard that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's like it hurt. doesn't go very far because it's five feet. So you're, but there are shadows cast from the statue. Makes uh, sense because it's light. Yeah, yeah, because it's light. Uh, Let's check them out anyway. I would say. Uh, do you want guys want to go like? Check out the statue, or do you want to check around the room? I don't want to touch that statue. You don't have to touch oh. it to investigate it. Okay, let's inve- let's take a closer look at the statue. <laughs> no one wants. Trevor's like, I don't want to touch that statue. It's too lifelike and too wet. That egg is too wet. <laughs> it's not Hold on. <laughs> real quick. When there was a statue at the at the fucking Happiness Institute, and I was like, guys, don't go near the statue. Like, don't don't trust that thing. You guys want to go right up and and got gifts from it. But now, like this, this Chuck, we're in the down the depths in the dark with this thing that's literally a um, amorphous shadow monster. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, the other one was like three nice ladies, and this is like a horrifying, gibbering monster. Like what? Two thumbs up. Yeah, it's just like I mean, like I mean, I can't imagine why what what is more concerned about one than the other, Chuck. Like. I will investigate it. Then. All right. Yeah. Go he rolled ahead. A 19. He rolled a 19. Uh, as you investigate it, you find that there are one of the shadows. So it's cast. I, as I said earlier in my description, I, there was two shadows cast by it from one light source. As you approach it, you realize one of the shadows that is casting is an optical illusion. And it's just like a darkened part of the floor. Uh, what is it a long part? Like, does it extend it out? It extends the out towards the wall into the darkness. You can follow it if you like. Does it change? Does it grow or shrink as we move closer? Uh, it, it's, I mean, it shrinks. It looks like a shadow, so it's an optical illusion. So I'm assuming like it would shrink as it approached the wall. Or, no, it would grow because that's how shadows fucking work. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Don't laugh at me, Tanner. No laugh. I'm sorry. Uh, let's. I'm a minor illusion. Chuck, approach that. All right. And I swim towards it. You guys are still tethered to me, so. But you're first. Oh, yeah, we are. All right, I can be first. 
All right. Uh, what do you do? Okay. Yeah. As Chuck. All right. So let's go ahead and move people around here in the space. Uh, as Chuck approaches this, and we're just gonna go ahead and do something fast here so you guys can see. Yeah, you can see that Chuck, uh, your fish is going to come forth, and it's going to reveal some stuff along one side of the wall. Okay, sorry. Along one side of the wall are three tanks uh, with giant sharks. Sorry, not giant, but regular sharks just swimming around in circles in small tubular tanks. Uh, the shadow leads to the middle tank. Chuck, ask it what's up. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I sign like, you know, communicate with the shark with your conch powers. And I go, big brain, big brain, big brain, big brain. Um, no, no, sharks did. I gave you the wrong power. I'm realizing, like, you don't know how what animals make what noise. I'm just like, I'm just no. really embarrassed for you. <laughs> no, but I'm joking. What noise does a shark make? A shark makes a glare. That's what a shark makes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you glare at the shark and get nothing back from the middle shark. But the shadow's going to the middle one. Yeah, it doesn't acknowledge you. Try another one. It's in a tank, you say? Yeah, it's in a tank with steel bars. All right, let's leave it. There. A cage or a tank? A cage. Sorry. All right. Specific. Um, I t- use my ring of many blades to make like a spear or whatever, and like mm-hmm. go to like kind of like tap the bars of the cage. Yeah, it's solid. Uh, I I, I keep like tapping to see if I can get the shark's attention. It doesn't notice you. All right. I, I get close enough to, like, grab the bars. Yeah. Uh, the shark uh, kind of reels back and tries to bite your fingers. It's on the inside of the bar. Make a dexterity saving throw. Unless you want to get bitten. Uh, no, dexterity saving throw. Eight. You pull your hand back in time, and it rams into the bars and then swims away. Um... I use my ring of mini blades to like, can I do like harpoon, but like with that has a rope to it so I can like pull it back. You can tie a rope to your ring of mini blades and then use it as a harpoon, but you can't summon a, a rope. Gotcha. All right. Uh, all right. Are I you going to open the bag underwater? The bag of holding underwater? That potentially could be bad. Or it might help us out. It could drain this motherfucker. Well, we, I mean, we already opened it to put the rope around ourselves, didn't we? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't resolve it there. Uh, yeah, I guess you guys had to get that out of the bag. You guys don't keep rope on your belts? Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I'll allow it. I mean, you guys can open the bag of holding if you like. But I'm just going to say the contents may have gotten some water inside when you opened it. And then, like, your bag monster, like, would cough up some water a little bit. Oh, it is an actual living thing. I'm going to open my pocket bag holding and actually take as much as I can water inside of it. it you know, it takes, fills up with water. It's like Sweet. a five foot space and it fills up with water. Sweet. It reduces the weight, but you're still carrying like a bag of water around with you. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you guys want to do? Chuck, are you done messing with this shark? <laughs> no, no. Um, all right. So. Since you said we could, I'm 
have more rope. I'm going to tie it around the harpoon. Uh, I'm going to grab the bar again to like try with one hand and like the spear in the other hand. It doesn't come back. It doesn't come back. No, it doesn't come back. Uh, and then it does. Make a dexterity saving throw to keep your hands. Seven. You pull mm-hmm. it away in time. And I, I throw the spear. All right, make a make an attack roll. Uh, I have a trident. What you guys trident works? Just go ahead and roll it. Anything. Uh, that misses. And flies into the cage, and then the shark just backs away and keeps swimming in a circle. Well, while Chuck is doing this, I'm gonna cast mage armor on myself. Yeah, smart decision. Um, all right, I re- retract the the the. You're able to blades. pull it freely of the cage pretty easily. Um, I'm. Hey, uh, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't speak. So I'm like underwater. Uh, so I pantomime. Oh, wait, they don't. Does Ash know detect magic? I think I just asked this. You asked no. it. You've asked it twice already. So no, Ash does not know detect magic. <laughs> Way to be an ass to your sorcerer. <laughs> it's like, I believe this is enchanted. And look, he's he, a- he gets look. He gets to do a lot of shit. He gets to like cast a double haste spell. Like shove off. <laughs> oh no! I again. I will always say like. Chuck, while being the barbarian, is not the the heavy lifter in this. I'm not. Group. I'm, not I'm giving you shit. Just go ahead. What are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try again. Uh, well, while he's doing this, no, nothing <laughs> happens as you try again. I'm gonna minor illusion to Scree, like in front of his face. Scree, you think we should go behind that, behind the statue of this, or behind the tank? Yeah. All Let's right. uh, make sure there's nothing else in this room. Do you okay, guys separate yes. from me? No, we drag him. No, no, no. I mean, the <laughs> fish can stay with him if you want to leave him with light, but you guys can. Oh, you drag him away? Yeah, okay. Uh, you guys want to search the room? Yeah. Yeah. All right. As you guys take maybe like 15 minutes or so, you're able to search the room and you discover that there are shark tanks on the far side as well. And uh, on the far side, yeah, the rest of the room is kind of empty except for the six shark tanks and the Shoggoth stature in the middle of the room with the hatch in the middle of the sta- on the floor in front of the statue. So it looks like the hatch is the way out of this room. Um, can we inspect the hatch more closely? Yeah, it's stone seal. It doesn't have any mechanism on top of it. It's just really, really solid, like huge lid of stone, just like a massive lid of stone. And the fake shadow is pointing... Um, only to the, or one of the shadows is pointing to the shark that Chuck's been messing with. Only the, the only fake shadow, yeah. Well, one of the fake shadows is just regular shadow, and then the only shadow that's fake is pointing to the middle tank right there. Okay. I, I'll try and like pantomime to to Ash, like pointing to that tank, and then boom, tank, boom, boom. I'm gonna minor illusion. That might break every other tank though. Oh, shit. You think? I mean, it's 20 feet of radius. Hmm. We could um, we could try and saw through the bars so that we could get close enough to kill it. You just have to be prepared for their, it doing the same thing to us. 
Well, can we just squeeze through? Like, like is, is there, there like a side little opening like beside the tank that we can just squeeze through? Not really. They're all tanks. Okay. There's just like a wall of three shark tanks. Gotcha. Okay. You can probably try to like. Yeah, let's, the bars. Just, let's let's just kill the shark then. All right. So let's swim so, back over to the shark. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a fireball to it. All right. Roll an attack. Miss. 27? Misses. Uh, I see. I'm telling you, I, I believe this is definitely a trick and, and that like... The shark isn't real. Let's yeah. cut open the bars. The shark isn't real. I'm down for that. If you guys... Yeah, Chuck, Chuck passed a deck save of seven. Like when it's that's thing what I'm talking his, about. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, just cut the fucking bars though. Yeah, can you turn your ring into a saw of some kind, Chuck? Uh, I'm just gonna attack it with. Yeah, the you can fucking... make it into a saw blade sword and just saw at the bar. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Uh, it just won't cut through them bars. You don't know why. You just can't get it through it. You're a strong ass mother. All right. Um, hold on. How how do I communicate to the to them what this plan is? Because this plan is is pretty pretty chucky. Um, uh, all right. So pantomime. No one's made an investigation of anything in this, have you? Yeah, I'm gonna oh, while you're it, pantomiming, Chuck. I'm just gonna swim past you and put my hand up to the bars and try to push through them. It doesn't push through them, but go ahead and make me an investigation check as you interact with the cage. Uh, can I assist them in that? Uh... Nope, too late. Six. Uh, it seems pretty real to you. All right, can I do my own since I couldn't, I wasn't able to. Uh, you were in the middle of gesticulating. You, a plan you, yeah, you didn't get that from him. You don't know what he's doing, so no. All right, all right. So you got a plan, you can keep sawing at it. All right, uh, no, no, my pantomime to, to uh, Ash is, uh-huh. 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 I'm gonna admire religion. You want me to swim and blow it up? Uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Uh. The shark in the tank next to the shark that you guys have been trying to go through the tank rams its head into the bars and glares at you and it says you know that shark's not real right (laughs) what are you what sound are you even making he glares at you his eyes are like super expressive and like now that you have your mind awakened to shark dialect it glares what the fuck man bro bro you you shark you you speak the the noble language of glares, you asshole? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so I, I was thinking this this uh, this uh one in the middle wasn't real. You're confirming that it's not real? Yeah, he's not real. He doesn't talk, motherfucker. You were talking to him and he just didn't say anything. Well, I, you guys didn't say anything to me. I don't know. You were weird. Fair. You're uh, talking to like a fake shark. It's weird. You you ever see like a dog or look at its own reflection? It was a little bit like that. What's a dog? It's delicious. Oh, hopefully, I'll eat one one time. Uh, 
if you can give me information about this place and I get to like, you know, move around, I'll come back and give you one. All right. As he explains to you that it's not real, you recognize that the cage is made of a, a spell called Phantasmal Force, which it inflates in your mind the sense that the object is real. But now that you know it's not real, you're able to push your hand through it. I just got a whole bunch of information. Thank you, Shark. And I, like, swim past it. Poor thing, buddy. And I, I drag these guys along with me. Do they also, like... You're able to pull them through the bars of the cage. No, I think we them. see. I see yeah. what's going on. Yeah. 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 As you guys pass through, the phantasmal illusion of the shark swims around and takes a bite at your head. But now that you know it's not real, you aren't affected by it. Onwards. All right, you guys proceed into a tight little passage behind there. Oh, I guess I revealed all this to you, didn't I? And that's why you guys knew it was back there. <laughs> Shit. Well, also the the shadow went that one. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have that another lead. And also, as as a uh, scree like pointed out, I failed at eight and a seven. At that point, I was confident it was an illusion. And I mean, I'm about to say. Chuck uh, Tanner didn't hit it with a 27 fireball, so yeah. Also that that was much as, more that as, was much more telling, you know. As as stated before, I don't pay attention to the, yeah. the fucking wizard. So you guys find a brass plate covered in algae in this room. That's it. After a thorough investigation. All right, uh, presentation the algae over there. I, I put it up on stream. It ha- where the brown spots are, or it's like the plate has holes in it, and there's nothing else on the plate. Wait, so it has, it just has like these dents, like holes in it? No, it has literally holes. So the plate is like that. It is like, it has like squares in it. And then the plate itself has like just holes where the dark spots are. I see. As if it like matches up to something. Perhaps a book of uh, chocolate brownie recipes that we can't really take out underwater. I think we should hold on to this thing. We can remove it. Yeah, it's not. It's just sitting against the wall, like somebody stashed there. Uh, are the holes going anywhere? When I look through the holes. No, no, I mean they're they're regular holes. Okay, I guess just make sure they how, don't like how open big up. are these holes? Like uh, you know, like a quarter. So like finger. Yeah, like a like a like just you can see through them. It's a cipher, guys. Right. I have no idea. This is beyond Minotaur public education. It's just like a plate that, or, that I'm going to pick up and put in the bag of holding. Yeah, it's a solid bronze plate. Uh, what else is in this room? Like, does so, any... Nothing. It was just oh. this plate. Just this plate. Maybe we do have to use it with something here then. Um... Oh, the riddle had shadows with it. Maybe we need to have some light go through the holes or something. Yeah, let's swim back into the other room. Yeah, you swim back into the other room, and you can see the... I put it in the chat. You can see the riddle uh, up on the thing. And let me just put it... Let me show you what it looks like. It comes with sunshine, leaves with night, hides in darkness, does not bite. Always joined to its caster, never strains from its master. Do we gotta do like a? I just put it up on stream so you guys can see the metal plate with it, which is like described. like a wolf type of bow bow and have it like bite something. 
let's I say let's start with just having the fish, the luminescent fish come into this room with it. Yeah, he's fall he's he's just like literally hovering above Chuck's head. That's just where he is, like if there's a question. I this this riddle has to just it's shadow. Like I think Chuck's right. But I think this whole that like with these holes, like someone's gotta be done with light. Um Alright, can I I I grab I since he put the plate in the, the bag of holding, I guess I grab it out. Um and like I kinda like hold it over we're we're in the room so i can go over to like the sealed up hatch right you said it was stone there was nothing yeah all right uh i kind of like hold it over it and kind of like try and like angle like the light from the fish and ca- try and catch shadows with it over no that happens that fight. no weather shot Uh, all right, so on the other side, there's more sharks. Uh, oh, I guess I'll, I'll go over to the the shark that talked to me before and be like, hey, um, do you know a way out of here? He just turns and this he, like he doesn't talk with his eyes, but he just sort of like gives he like just glares at you just like straight up like the shark in a cage in an underwater dungeon that's been unopened for eons past just gives you a look like what the fuck man put the uh put the plate over the riddle i don't need to eat metal all right so you're gonna put it over our cages are unwound from time itself i will be this shape and size for all eons to come that's fucking Mm. cool no it's not it is a torturous existence. Do you want us to kill you? No. Fuck off. All right. Uh, anything along the wall that doesn't have uh, sharks on it? No. Put the put the plate over the brass plate with the riddle on it and see what happens. Uh, so they match up pretty well as you guys put the plate over the brass plate uh, you see that the holes line up with the letters of the poem and it reads cover the eyes of the sharks now i'm gonna assume on the giant oh oh that's really smart the gibbering mouther has thousands of eyes on it not thousands like hundreds sorry hundreds sorry Hmm. thousands would be ridiculous How do we cover all those eyes? I could cast darkness over the statue. But if we turn off the lights, like it's it's still darkness. Uh, is there? Can your presentation put algae on them? On every single one? Yeah, just like blanket it. I, I, I think presentation only cleans stuff, cleans stuff off. Doesn't really do like that. Yeah, you could do like condensation, but I don't think that's what it's thinking. Condensation underwater, brilliant. Uh, Point. Uh, and Point. It, and this is the only. Point. <laughs> and this is the only statue. Is this this one? Like yeah. the rest are just moving tanks of sharks. Yeah, just tanks of sharks so, in this statue. So I guess we, we just got to the time to do it. I guess. But it says cover the eyes. Are you going to cast uh, darkness or are you going to try to cover its eyes with something? 
Casting darkness would take less time if we wanted to go ahead and try it, I guess. Yeah. And I can make it. I can cast darkness so that I can see through it. So if something does happen, I can tell you what would it happens. Use a, it would use a spell slot, though, right? Uh, not with that one. I'd use my sorcery points for it. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. You got. Yeah, you got. That, yeah, I don't know. You got double pulls. Yeah. So let's ba- let's back up, and then I'll just ca- I'll just like hit it like over here, so that only encases the shadow, like the statue. Mm-hmm. Can you cancel it? Yeah, I can cancel it whenever. All right, cool. Let's as you, as right. you cast darkness, it obscures the statue, and only you can see it. Ash, uh, nothing happens, but the stone hatch clicks and swings open ponderously with a massive rumbling noise. (laughs) And it swings open, presenting a well further down into the abyss. Alright, cancel the darkness and... It stops. Let's go ahead. The hatch is open down there at the bottom. Alright. You guys proceed. Are you guys heading in? Yes. Chuck, why don't you lead us with that fish of yours? Uh, Yeah, but before that... Can I break the door off now that it's open? Uh, no, it's like a massive stone slab. Apologies, guys. My fiance is calling me. Uh, think about what's happening. Make a plan of attack. Apologies. 20 seconds. All right. So, yeah, I think either Chuck should go first because he's beefy or Screech should go first because if it's like a trap, you can pretty agile to avoid it. Well, yeah. If- well, you would say. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If we go back to me. Formation of Scree up front with the lights were given us five feet, and then the fish can go like above the light sword to give us like ten straight ahead feet of of uh, vision. Good point. Let's do that. The only problem with that is potentially uh, an enemy could go up and like just eat our little light fish. We still have the sword at that case, though. So. Yeah. I like that plan. Let's do that. All right. What are you guys doing? I will lead uh, with, with, uh, with, uh, what was his name? Did we come up with the name for him? With Chuck's, uh, uh, yeah, Sir Limpo. What did you call him? uh, Sir Limpert. Sir Limpert, yeah. Limpert. Sir Limpert, uh, can lead the way to, uh, give us five additional feet of, uh, dim light in front of my five feet cast by the, Sunblade. So me, Chuck, Ash will swim down into the well. All right. Uh, hold on one second, gentlemen. As I find my bearings. Alrighty. Here we go. Uh, you descend into the next chamber, swimming down through a well roughly a hundred feet through magical darkness into another antechamber. Uh, five hallways shrouded in the same darkness lead away from this chamber, all headed in the same direction. So you are now, gentlemen, are faced with five hallways leading away from this antechamber. Apologies that the map isn't quite right. Again, this is another uh, ripoff from Tomb of Annihilation. Um, right, so there's five fucking choices. Um, do all the entranceways look the same? Or like uh, the middle they're ones? They're all shrouded with darkness. Right? They're all shrouded with darkness, but the middle one looks grander, like l- larger. Whereas mm-hmm. the the four, the two on the outside on each side are like narrow, like it's like much narrower. 
even though they're both technically only five feet, like the main passageway is five feet, but the other passageways are like truly like three feet and very tight. Like Chuck would kind of have to get side to side and shimmy. Uh, I'd say we go to the big one if it's going to force me to go side side shimmy shimmy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's as good a choice as any. Makes sense to me. Unless that's exactly what he wants us to do, guys. It's you're the water par- temple. You're paranoid, Chuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys proceed into the next room. I'm just assuming that you guys are going to kind of try to explore and not trying to check for traps or anything, right? Uh, Scree's up front, so he can check for traps out as he no takes No one said point. that. That's... Yes, we did. Okay, just respond. For the light. Well, we didn't rearrange, so let's assume we're still in the same formation. All right, all right. Yes. Scree, and then who's behind you? Chuck. Chuck. Chuck, then Ash. Straight down, you guys got to go single file. All right, as you guys proceed into this room, Scree, did you want to check for traps with your light as you go? Um, how would I, would I uh, do sleight of hand on, like, I, I don't know how to check just generally for traps if I can do that. Well, it would be a it would be perception. Oh, okay. It just and it depends on do you want to check as you enter or how often do you want to check or what do you want to do? That's my question. So every five feet, I stop, look around, cast percept, and and make a perception check. I can do that. Seven perception checks. Okay. Eleven. Keep them coming. Just hit him. Hit him. Hit him. I did. All right, I'll let 11 stand for all of them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, 23, nice. Well, it didn't count now, anyways. Uh, yeah, you don't dis- you don't find anything, Trevor, and you proceed into the middle of the room uh, with an 11. Uh, so, uh, a, sna- a small room, uh, you're into this, the next room, is a small room with another statue in its center, uh, a monster of vaguely anthropomoid, anthropo- anthropoid outline, but with an octopus-like head whose face has a mass of feelers, a scaly, rubbery-looking body, prodigious claws on hind and forefeet, and long, narrow wings behind. It has four arms, each holding an obsidian dagger. Uh, another stone hatch sits at its feet, descending deeper into the Temple of Andi. And like last time, I said we checked the rest of the room for any other clues. Yeah, let's let's look around. Uh, are you going to investigate the statue or just the room? Let's check the room the, first the room. and then the statue. All right. Is anybody? I've, I'm assuming. All right. Uh, Scream, make one more perception check. Twenty six. Shit. Great. Okay. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, so here we go. Uh, four masts of painted stone protrude from the walls. They depict the heads of a shark, a seal, a dolphin, and a squid. Uh, Chuck tries to communicate with any one of them. Key, key, key. Glare, glare, glare. Nothing happens. Nothing like that. Uh, so uh, as you... As you uh, Look at the stream. You can see that uh, as you as you guys can, like kind of approach it and take a look at it, you can see that uh, ultimately that there's like a stone mask, and then there have like an opening in the mouth and an opening in the eyes. Say we cover the eyes again. Um, 
Well, there were also four other entrances. Yeah, have we found any doorways or other exits fr- to or from this room yet? No, we have a 26. Right? Yeah, Let's right. okay. so you, you can be pretty assured that there's no secret entrance. So we're looking at a room, four masks with these openings, and then the statue in the middle of the room. Let's uh, take a closer look at the statue. Yeah. And I like to scree if he's going to investigate. Yeah. yeah, I'll roll investigation. Roll investigation. Nine. All right. Well, it's not that hard. Uh, oh, go ahead and roll with pers- uh, advantage because he helped you. Oh, right. Sorry. That's how that works. Okay. 15. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the base of the statue is inscribed in common, not on a plate, but into the stone. Uh, Great Cthulhu has but one living servitor beneath the waves. He knows which blade must take blood, must taste blood to please his master. Can you please descri- uh, read your description of the statue for us again? Yeah, sure. Uh, a small room, uh, uh, um, a small room with another statue in its center. A monster of vaguely anthropoid outline, but with an octopus-like head, whose face has a, a face was a mass of feelers, a scaly, rubbery-looking body, prodigious claws on hind and forefeet, and long, narrow wings behind it. It has four arms, each holding an obsidian dagger. There's the two top left and right daggers, and the two uh, bottom left and right daggers. And there are four masks on the wall depicting uh, four animals, a shark, a seal, a dolphin, and a squid. It says which blade um, wants the, takes the blood of its, um, shoot. Sorry, can you read that part again too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, character Great Cthulhu has but one living servitor beneath the waves. He knows which blade must taste blood to please his master. Right. Okay. So the four blades correspond to the four masks and that, that blade will have to taste blood. Whichever one is the, consp- is the one that serves Cthulhu. One so Cthulhu serves Cthulhu. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the squid just because tentacles yeah. and mm. it's beneath like it's in water. Do it. <laughs> uh, yet yeah, we also saw a bunch of sharks earlier. True, but they I were say, in cages. That's true. I say it's worth going down the other tunnels. So you want to backtrack and go check it out? Yeah. Do you guys want to head in there together? We're all yeah. tied together. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to split up. Okay. All right, you guys head back. Uh, is there a particular tunnel you want to head down? Uh, which, well, we know which which side of the room was the squid on. Uh, the squid was far right. Far right, yeah. Okay. So I say so I say either order. either one of these two then, since I was yeah. on the right side. Should Let's we try. take the dagger that's uh, on the squid right now, or you want to uh, leave it there? I say, is it removable? Uh, it's in the hand you can take a look at it and try to remove the dagger I'll try and remove it which one bottom or top right though or which one yeah there's there's two I think we're missing another vector you you can't yeah you you think based on looking at the eyes 
the eyes, if you look through the masks on the far side of the wall, it's going to be looking at a specific dagger because the eyes are just of the masks are a little bit offset. You can't tell what it's looking at from this angle, but you probably could too on the far side of the wall. Uh, yeah, so let's let's not remove the daggers then, since if they seem to correspond with no, wherever they're go looking. Go ahead, remove the daggers. Uh, like you said, uh, can we get behind those masks to look through their eyes? That's what we were. That's that's what the that's the backtrack for. Yeah. All right, let's let's go do that then. All right, which, uh, which one are you going down? Let's just All go right. I say. Okay, that's good enough. Yeah. All right, uh, you guys proceed down the passage. It is a really tight passage. Uh, you have your doubts that you would be able to swing any of your weapons inside this passage. It'd be incredibly difficult to do so. As you guys move down, you come to the a mask indent in the hall, which looks into the, the other uh, room. And this is the squid mask. You can see the squid symbol above it. And there's writing in the wall above it. And that it says, uh, one of the others has no friends. That's all it says on the wall above it. Uh, and then when you look through the mask, who's anybody going to look through the mask? Um, I'll look through the mask. Chuck, when you look through the mask, uh, you see a blue light falling onto the uh, left upper dagger. Uh, yeah, in the room. So you just the eyes just look are, are looking at the left upper dagger. All right. And then I point to someone to like also look at it. Like we all look at this. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll we all get this too. information. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's turn around and look at the next one. Yeah, let's say there's clues in each of the hallways. Do you guys going to proceed to each hallway looking through? I think we need at least one other clue. If you proceed, okay, so which one are you going to go into? Which tunnel are you going to go into? Let's do the dolphin next. Okay. Uh, where is the dolphin? Give me two seconds, guys. Should be the next most right if you read them in order earlier. Uh, I did. Just give me two seconds. I would not think ahead that much, gentlemen. What are you? What are you thinking here? Uh, sorry about that. Hold on. One of the others has no friends. One. Oh, the shark. No, sharks swim in pods right they or are they solitary yeah dolphin dolphin is next to you so it goes in order from left to right uh, it goes uh shark seal dolphin squid i would guess either squids or sharks are the most solitary um i guess we could instead of going to each successive one just take the dagger and stick it in for for um like stick the dagger into the squid mouth yes. that the squid is looking at, but I feel like we're still missing something. Like maybe the order in which to put them in. Oh you know? no, we need to find who's the conspirator. That uh, and that's the dagger that we need. Right. I'm gonna say it, it's got to be squids because sharks do travel in groups. Uh, seals are in groups. Uh, dolphins are in groups, but squids, I'm pretty sure, are like. Solitary creature, nothing. But the squid <laughs> is the one that says one of the others has no friends, right? I mean, yeah, I let, don't know. Let's just let's just go down the uh, the halls and get yeah. that clue. What do you mean it's based on nothing? I've seen Animal Planet. All right, uh, go ahead and if you head into the next dolphin chamber, you're going to come to the same thing. Uh, the dolphin reads this. Uh, the inscription reads, "My only friend starved to death." And if you look through the mask, you see a blue light falling onto the 
bottom right dagger. All right. I say we go down the rest of the halls, just getting every clue we can. Blue light, bottom left. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's check out them seals. All right. As you proceed, you're able to get to the seal and that, and I'm going to just toss it up on screen. There's their statue of the monster I described. You can see it on the stream. And then here's also the thing. So uh, there's the dolphin. The inscription above the mask reads, uh, my only friends starve to death. The seal reads, the squid is lucky to be alive. The shark reads, I ate one of the seal's friends. And the squid reads, one of the others has no uh, friends. And again, Cthulhu's statue reads, uh, uh, Great Cthulhu has but one living servitor beneath the waves. He knows which blade must taste blood to please his master. Shark says I ate one of the seal's friends. And let me just also suggest uh, in this, uh, this has been an adapted puzzle. Uh, Servitor and friend may be the same thing in this context. Okay. Oh, I see it. So, so shark ate one of the seal's friends. Seals says the squid is lucky to be alive. The dolphin. I forgot, but the squid Uh, has no friends. It's on the The dolphin. My only friend starved to death. And squid is one of the other has no friends. Okay, so the dolphin says that the shark ate. Or the shark says that he ate somebody. So, I, so he can't starve to death. The squid is lucky to be alive, so it means he wasn't eaten by the shark. Um, the dolphin. What did the dolphin say again? Dolphin says it's on the stream. My only friend starved to death through the, uh, and he had, yeah, my only friend starved to death. So the dolphin is my only friend starved to death. The squid is one of the others has no friends. The, uh, the seal is the squid is lucky to be alive. And the shark is, I ate one of the seals friends. Are we trying to figure out which one is alive or which one is. Great Cthulhu has but one living servitor beneath friend. Right. Right. Great Cthulhu has but one friend. Yeah, that's a great yeah. way to think about it. Sorry, it is a little bit of an adapted puzzle to get through. He knows which blade must taste blood to please his master. Okay, so which one has no friends from the uh, squid mask? Squid is lucky to be alive. So the dolphin. I mean, technically, the dolphin will have no friends because his only friend starved to death. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, the squid did not starve to death because he's lucky to be alive. The shark ate someone, so he can't starve. So the seal must have starved. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So it, the dolphin's friend is the seal. The, um,. Hold the on. shark, because if uh, the squid is like the sh- the squid is alive, yeah, yeah. So the squid is was not eaten by the shark. So the dolphin must have been eaten by the shark because the squid the seal starved to death. Yeah. So the so the do- so the dolphin and the seal are dead, which leaves Correct. the shark and the squid. And the squid is lucky to be alive, so we know it's alive, whereas the shark could have... Uh, wait, we said the seal starved to death, right? So, 
don't know how the shark died. But. Uh, so it's got to be the squid. Because if, this, if the squid is alive, it's alive. And if the shark ate one of the seal's friends, that would mean the dolphin would be the seal's friend and the seal would starve to death? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And by the squid's definition, one of the others has no friends. And the seal and the dolphins were friends with each other. The shark had no friends, including Cthulhu. What a, that's, hold on, back up. The, the, the dolphin's friend, do, the dolphin's only friend starved to death. So the dolphin, if, if the dolphin's friend was the seal, then the squid couldn't have been friends with the dolphin. Why? Because seal just starves to death. Right, but that's, the dolphin says that's his only friend. Yeah. But you just, okay, but you said the squid and the dolphins were friends. No, no did I? That's not what he said. He said Cthulhu and the squid was friends, is what he said. Okay. I'm saying this Cthulhu can't be the shark's friend because the squid said one of the others has no friends, and the seal and the dolphins were friends, which means the shark has no friends. Ah, so the shark can't be friends with Cthulhu. I see what you're saying. Let's do squid. Um, yeah, it seems like squid's the right one by my lot. Upper left dagger. All right. What? Uh, as you guys uh, grip, uh, so it's uh, you guys grip uh, the dagger. Who, who grabs the dagger? That's a question. Like, Ed, you're the one that figured it out. <laughs> I don't think I did, but I'll I'll get it since I, this is the conclusion I came to. As you uh, grab the dagger, uh, you just hear kind of in your uh, mind. And as you see, you can see this like, it's just an insanely sharp obsidian knife. And I don't know that you guys have ever handled obsidian. It is literally just a scalpel-like fucking glass-like material that just desires flesh and you can just almost feel it in your hand it has this destiny to meet your palm of your hand and just cut you deeply uh do you proceed um yeah (laughs) you slice your hand on the dagger and as you do so you hear a voice uh in your mind Choose who shall bear your curse, your friends or yourself. Who should bear my curse? Bear Uh, the curse of the squid. Curse of the squid. Uh, do, Do I have to choose now or is it something like I hold on to? Choose or you will be chosen. Uh, Five, four, three, two. Ash, make a constitution saving throw. Okay, I'm pretty good at those. I believe uh, in you, buddy. Trevor as well. Oh, Oh, me as well? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You have advantage. I do. That would probably be a good time to use it. I think I will. Ash, did you? Oh, he crit. Gotta do. You fail both. Uh, scree, 
uh, you are put under the effect of a polymorph spell, and you are turned into a squid. Alright. I will send you your stat block that you have for the next, uh, you're not exactly sure how long it's going to last. For seeable future? Yeah, okay. In chat. What happens to the bag of holding since I'm holding it? Uh, it changes into your person, so you don't have access to the bag of holding. Okay. The end of the rules of a polymorph spell. Does the does the uh, the hatch open in the middle? Yes, it does. <laughs> it pops up. You were wrong. Yes. Uh, hold on. Okay, so he turns into a squid. Yeah. Scree is just a squid. He's like he doesn't have daggers or anything. It's just a giant octopus-looking squid in the middle of the room. Yeah. So you have the voice thing on still. Thank you for telling me, because I would not fucking remember, and I appreciate that. I have a just moment to react to this, and uh, how does how do you how do you squid react? Explain it. To uh, me. I, th- I think I think I you swim. Ink? I think I swim directly at Chuck's face and <laughs> completely obscure his vision with my body. And I just want to go my tentacles around. His I just kind of want to go over. You have an ink cloud as well, which recharges after a shorter long rest. You did such a weak ability, and you only get it after a shorter long rest. Um, you can do it like once for a counter, and then you have a tentacle. I'm gonna attack roll a tentacle attack, well. attack just to check. You it have right three now. health points, and you have your armor class of twelve. Yeah. Can I can I make an since I know the spell polymorph? Can I make an Arcana check? Yeah, to see ahead. if I can try to do something to this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Eleven. Uh, you know that this is probably going to last for twenty four hours. You also know that it's a polymorph spell. If his hit points are reduced in this form, he'll turn back. Oh, perfect. I, I, I'm assigned a minor illusion to Chuck. Chuck, if we just have to hit him, <laughs> he'll, he'll go back. I promise. I'm still on Chuck's face, by the way. Oh, he can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I try yeah. and like because I can now communicate things. I'm like, bird, bird, please go ahead, bird, bird. bird. Yeah, you can communicate. With him. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you Chuck, can. Chuck, he now speaks to you in this octopus language. It's just, just like he like gesticulates wildly. <laughs> it's Jar Jar language. <laughs> Scarecrow language, I don't know. I'm like, motherfucking mind flare spawn. Fucking Zelix told me not to trust you. Now I'm a fucking squid, too. Bird, you bird. You want me to be a squid like you? Bird. Is that what this is about? Believe me, this is for your own good. And I just, I start punching him. All right, I reluctantly let go and leave pop marks all over his face. Okay, uh, do you want to attack him, uh, Chuck? Unarmed strike. All right, one arm strike. Uh, that'll hit, and you'll do six damage, which will reduce him uh, to his regular health, and he will turn back into Scree. That was fun. <laughs> Not a lot of consequence, but, you know, it is what it is. Is, is, I, uh, is I, he I, I take stock of myself suddenly and uh, very slowly uh, extend a, ha- a hand to uh, to Chuck. I guess you fixing guess. this. You guess. I, I take it and shake, and in, in Chuck's mind is like, I didn't know that was gonna happen. Hell yeah! <laughs> Punched him in self defense. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
the hatch is now uh, open, actually, gentlemen. Um, I, I will, I will gesture small rest. Short. Oh, small. Uh, <laughs> nice. Well, you can take a we can take a rest. Um, I don't particularly need it. But check, check if, you, if you do, yeah. Check doesn't look too great. I do not look too great. All right. Um, yeah, you're so, covered in octopus spots. Our, our, our characters are going to take a short rest, and so are we, as we are going to go ahead and take a short break here uh, while we are uh, waiting for our characters to rest up, which is not a thing that happens, but, you know, people need to pee. That's a thing that happens. Uh, it's 8.33 right now. We will return at 8, uh, sorry, at 8.45, which will give us like 10 minutes to uh, get rid of anything in our bladders. It's a weird way of putting it. I apologize for anything that I just said. And uh, we'll return eight. to the Temple of Ondine and the Descent into Rila. So uh, stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to the Pen and Paper Pod. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Are you ready to fight eldritch abominations in the depth of the Temple of Ondine? Oh, damn. Are we, like, right at a big fight? It's a good thing I fucking short-rested then. Uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny. Uh, you proceed down the well for 100 feet before it opens into the ceiling of a massive underground chamber. Uh... <sighs> The hall beyond is a massive underground cyclopean temple with horrid boss reliefs on the wall depicting decapod-based slavery and the rise and fall of societies at the whim of a massive monstrosity. The hall is shrouded in the darkness, though not magical like the previous hall. At one far end atop a rocky outcropping in front of a massive tear is in front of a uh, sorry at one far end top of rocky outcropping in front of a massive terran space the and the sorry i just sorry i didn't really just right at one far end atop a rocky outcropping is a massive tear in space the water around it pulls inward and it pulls at your consciousness as if your very being was being sucked in to fill some ravenous hunger that waits on the opposite side of the void. On the outcropping directly in front of it uh, stands the cask of Barghul, the real one surrounded by a matrix of black canisters. Uh. Uh. And like suddenly all that mystical darkness that was there is just gone we see all of this it is very well lit here uh yeah relatively uh as the portal is kind of shining light back from this direction there's definitely the whole room is definitely in darkness but you're roughly 200 feet to the to the cask of Bargul, which is the shining gem in the siddle in, in front of the tear in space well there it is let's go get it yeah as you guys uh begin to move forward or Chuck do you not move forward yeah move forward okay uh, I think we should go ahead and cut our ropes what do you guys think uh, not yet one of the canisters pop and fires and a beam of light shoots forward disturbing the eye searing portal and it spreads open like a giant eye winking let me just put this just so you guys can see the portal Ooh. 
That reminds me of our prison days, folks. And for an instant, you see beyond into the ancient underwater city of Rela. There at the center, sleeping in the Cyclopean lair, sits the elder god Cthulhu. To wit, you see him for only an instant with your naked eyes, but your minds reel at the sight of this ancient madness, eldritch beyond all conception. You see at this point that he resides at a confluence of his reality and yours, and you can just see that he is the tip of the iceberg. The actual horrific monstrosity that lies before you is but a specter, a shadow of the greatness of the being that extends out into multiple universes and beyond and binds reality and time and all existence unto itself in such a manner as to be utterly incomprehensible to your naked consciousness as you spy this creature. Everybody make me a goddamn wisdom saving fucking throw. Uh, real quick, weren't we supposed to be doing something about that giveaway at this halfway point? Oh, did somebody talk me in stream? No, it's just me, uh, honestly remembering. Oh, uh... Wait, about what? Yeah, I'm waiting to hear back from something, so it may not happen this week. I apologize. Uh, if oh, I'm gonna use my advantage on that! What's up? <laughs> oh, uh, hold on, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, the giveaway. You're totally right. Thanks for reminding me. For people that are here tonight, uh, we will be doing a giveaway... Uh, I will be asking a question in chat in a bit. Apologies to everybody for the issue. Uh, all right, so let's see what people rolled here. Oh, I'm I'm also going to be using my phone, my advantage on that one. I, I, before you do that, I want to inform you that the pass save for this is 25. Oh, so, what's, what's the fucking point? <laughs> I mean, I already did it, so I'm, I guess I... Yeah, I'm you, you, you spent it. It's fine. Uh, Chuck, you fail ash you fail scree you fail as well all right 25 we, that means you have to crit and have at least five on it was impossible yeah none of us start to get to cut that shit all right uh oh i forget that you guys aren't wisdoms if you guys had a monk he might be insane like he's centered and balanced but you know centered balanced and not crazy is not what we define any of you guys as Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so a couple of things are going to happen here. <laughs> all right. First off, you all are frightened for one minute, and the source of your fear is obviously Cthulhu himself. Uh, so you cannot move forward towards Cthulhu at this point while the portal is open. Uh, next up, uh, Chuck, you don't have to do anything, but I need Scree and Ash to roll a D100. Hmm. Six to perfect. Uh, scree seven to nine. All righty, so and I'm just gonna state this for the outset I have made my own tables for madness, so don't be expecting that your table of indefinite madness is going to match up exactly. Uh, yeah, but here we go. Uh, He's gonna fuck us, you know. Ash, literally, you just need to know right off the bat, and you just as you get there, you you're the strongest, smartest, most beautiful person you know, and you're tired that all these people don't understand that you're the best thing that's ever happened. Uh, you gain one permanent flaw. Uh, you believe you are the smartest, wisest, strongest, fastest, and most beautiful person in existence. 
Okay. Well, what's, what's my flaw? Yeah, what's my flaw? Exactly. Uh, Scree, nothing <laughs> really happens to you. And now let's get to Chuck. Uh, Chuck, as you look at the uh, as you look at the monster, nothing happens necessarily in your mind. You're somehow annulled to it at this point. But as you begin to stare at him, uh, your body on one side begins to warp. Uh, it in bubbles, and uh, you see that your arm bubbles and warps, and great sores like uh, suckers open up along the inside of your arm as your hand lengthens and your fingers lengthen into one single tendril your left arm has become a tentacle your your leg on one side turns purple and begins to extend with long fingers so that your leg is longer than one of the other so you permanently will now walk with some sort of hump as one side of your body is amassed in green flesh, green wet flesh, and your left eye is going to go milky like a mind flares. Are you guys still tied to me? Yeah, now we are. Like, because st- you you overrode Scree's decision to cut us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. His, his left eye is black and guileless, like a great fish. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you got little sucker wounds in you, your arm. It does not, however, affect your ability to swing an axe, because uh, you can still wrap it with the tentacle. Because Chuck is awesome like that. You now have a tent. you now are purple on one side of your body, you have a long mind flare leg and a big tentacle for an arm, and you have one milky eye. I'm still hotter than ash doubt it highly it's not just actively not true uh totally is true i'm all about you know loving your body but you're you're quite something else at this point yeah um, thank you <laughs> thank you as you all reel your vision of the mad creature is gratefully obscured as a massive shape comes through the portal ancient and alien its silhouette however belies that it is big as the sperm whale outside and you see at its forehead three glowing eyes. Well, well, wait a minute. Uh, fuck that. I'm going to firebolt one of those canisters. Uh, go ahead. Uh, but this creature has come through the portal, but uh, you don't, you can't stop it. But go ahead. Uh, cast okay. fireball. Thought we had a t- uh, the time to act or something. Like, while it's coming through that tiny portal. It, it is coming through the portal. Go ahead and do cast firebolt. S- yeah, 16 on one of the canisters yeah uh the canister explodes and shoots out and it widens the portal as another canister pops uh but it actually it actually pushes back and all of a sudden it widens out the creature comes through and then it snaps shut behind it and it comes into this room and uh also uh do you have disadvantage or no not that's just fear you're just afraid of cthulhu that's totally fine yeah Um, if i attacked cthulhu i would have advantage disadvantage Uh, And uh, this creature swims out into the room and it's just a massive whale-sized tentacled monster with three massive eyes. This is an ancient aboleth. You dare return from your to find your contraction? You attempt to foul my master's plans will not stand. You fearful insects nearly bought low by mere vision of my master. 
I will take thee to him. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna fight or are you guys gonna talk to him? Sorry. We're gonna fucking kill his ass, what do you mean? Bow down before me and I will take ye to Great Cthulhu to bend and expand your mind's eye. That's not really what we came here for. We just are gonna grab the cask of Bargul since y'all clearly don't need it anymore, I, I guess, or, uh, I mean, you're here. And apparently you think you can get back. So uh, You want your valuables, but we shall take it. It shall be mm, useful in the coming days. Our valuables? You brought this cask here to cause oh, our master to sleep. Lies. Lies and slander. Wait, it's going to keep their master asleep? You brought this here to foul our plans, and now we shall have our revenge. Whoa, 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 we didn't bring the cask here. We came to get the cask away from here, so it sounds like we're all on the same page. Ah, are you worshippers of the Great Old One? You now appear to have ascended. Your forms are so... simian. What? I, I shake my, my tentacle at her. <laughs> ah, you have one ascended among you. What that you would have been properly ascended. As it sends, I must devour you as you are unfit to cross the gates of Allah. With my untentacle hand, I flip her off. So be it. And she's going to attack. You guys want to attack? Let's do this. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're ready to rumble. I'm ready to get the beat his ass. Does it have an ass? Pretty sure it has a sphincter, but like, does it have an ass? Yeah, we'll get right up in that sphincter. These are the real questions. Uh, and it materializes. I just put it back there on the map on the far side. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Okay, here we go. This is this is gonna be tricky. We're are we, we're still frightened of the portal, right? Like right here. Yeah, I can't approach. Yeah, so we can actually the portal can't is closed, closed, so the portal object closed. of your fear is not in your line of sight, so you can't approach. Oh, but if the portal does open, you still have a permanent fear effect, one that you can't fight. So it's, But it only lasts for a minute, which is uh, roughly like 10 rounds of combat. So if the portal does open, you will be in line of sight of Cthulhu, and you'll have to move away from him as fast as possible. Got it. But what if we don't see him? Uh, then, well, if the portal opens, I assume you see him. Blind yourself, Chuck. But if you do see him too, you might have to make that DC 25 wisdom save again, so, and get another permanent strain of madness, and in Chuck's case, become more of a mind flayer. Whoa! I should, can, do we get, a, like, a chance to do a spell? Like, can I have a chance to do a spell? Yeah, or you already did it. Yeah, roll initiative, yeah. guys. Sorry, let's not do that. I mean, you had a conversation with him. You didn't surprise him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-one for scree and six. Uh, sorry, uh, where is your roll, Ash? Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. All right. And your voice thing is still on, by the way. Now you begin to battle the. Uh, I really enjoy it when you leave it on, but when you start um, going to like the basic. Yeah, stuff. like I was like, well, three plus two equals four, and it's like this eldritch voice. Yeah. 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 It's it's just hard to remember, man. I, I have like a button and everything, but it's still. 
Also, it pleases Megan. And I am really sorry that we're having issues with our giveaway this week. If anyone was on here that was really upset by that, I am genuinely sorry. Uh, we will have a makeup thing going, and I will remember the guys that were on here, which includes Megan. But unfortunately, because he's Trevor's girlfriend, I cannot let Beyonce. Oh, 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 Beyonce. The ethically, I cannot allow Megan to win uh, the cauldron. So just give me more information so I can text my friends to go on. So I should have told her it was a cauldron because now she'll want it. Yeah, that's perfect. It's a digital contract. If, if she makes a fake account, she can have. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, uh, Scree is up first in the order, and you are roughly. Uh, let's just see here. You are roughly. Uh, oh God! Yeah, I'm like hundreds of feet away still. Yeah, you're 190 feet from him. Okay. Uh, um, you have the cloak of the manta ray, right? Yeah, so you're moving. We're still, you guys, still wearing. You guys them. are underwater, so you have 60 feet of movement or 120 feet of dash movement. Oh yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, 120 foot dash. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I don't want to get close to him before everybody else because I'm the rogue, but I do need to get close to him. Um, this guy's reaches. I guess I'll swim. I'll take the dash and swim. Uh, my full spectrum of movement. Um, sorry, you just had that up for me. Sorry, room is so big, I'm having to scroll down. Okay. Uh, moving, and um, I will unsheathe. Well, I guess oh, I still have record, it unsheathed. That when you guys spoke to the Aboleth, they communicated with you telepathically. I don't know that that was clear. Sorry. I feel like I just assumed it was telepathically. Yeah. With a voice like that, I assumed it was telepathically. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm within any range of attack by any means, so I think my turn should just be over. Oh, have you moved your character? I'm working on, sorry, making sure it's, I'm not off by too much. Okay, I think yeah, that's right. You're fine, just go ahead, point. let's, let's, yeah, um, I'll let you. Actually, you know what, I'll go ahead and cast Mirror Image to make myself some doppelgangers. All right, that's, that that's your turn. Here. Next up is that, is Chuck. All right, uh, they are... 160 feet away from us. He is 90 feet away from us, which means you took the dash, correct? Because I did, as, but which I can do as a bonus. Well, so if you, if you, you took, can. oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I was about to say. Since I'm a rogue, so that would be using rogue your, powers. Yep, rogue powers. Because I I don't want to get too close. Because if I burst into rage now, I'm just gonna waste it. Because it's gonna go away if I'm not taking damage or dealing damage. Stop talking through it. Just make a decision. Sorry. I, like We want to speed up combat a little bit. We are a little bit slow on combat, and then I think that is kind of an unfair uh, accusation of us. So go ahead and talk through it, but let's go ahead. What do you want to do? Right, uh, I want you clicking buttons in the next couple seconds, okay? <laughs> just moving 60 uh, feet away. Gotcha. Go ahead. Uh, well, that's all I'm going to do, so Ash can set exam. Did you want to ready in action or anything? Um, I guess, yeah, I, I ready in action to spring into Minotaur Rage and. Okay, you can't ready it. You can ready in action to start. Uh, I don't. So Rage is a bonus action. You can't ready in action to do a bonus action. I don't believe. So I think you would have to. You can ready an attack. So if he comes close to you within five feet, you can set an attack. But you have to set the parameters of the ready to action. 
Why am I having issues moving my character? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna move him 60 feet and then ready an, uh, an action to attack when, if he gets close enough. I'll put you right there and we'll try to figure this out. That's that's too far. Okay, I will move you back a little bit since you're a picky little guy. <laughs> I just won't. I just won't be legit. I just won't be legit. No, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, you are set as controlled by, so you should be able to control that character. Not exactly sure what's happening with you there. Anyways, uh, not gonna fix it on stream. Anyways, uh, next up in the order is his turn, and he is going to make. Uh, he's gonna swim around a bit. Uh, so he is going to swim, uh, forty feet, straight here. He's going to swim 40 feet down towards Scree, and he is within 30 feet of Scree. And actually, how far is he to check Angus? Nope, just outside. So he is going to uh, use an ability called Enslave. Uh, Scree, you need to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. Ooh, shit. Okay, uh, the Aboleth targets one creature it can see within 30 feet of it. The target must save it on DC 14 moving save room. All right. Yeah, so you are now charmed by the creature. Uh, not he didn't say anything particularly charming, but you failed pretty badly. Uh, the charmed target is unable to uh, is under the abolith's control and can't take reactions. Uh, the abolith and the target can communicate telepathically with each other over any distance. Whenever the charmed target takes damage, the target can repeat the save. I'm not going to explain this. Actually, how it works. Uh, Put it in the chat if it's relevant for me to know anything. Yeah, well, I don't want you necessarily to know how enslave works, but oh, okay. Well, then I won't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, so you can't make, but the point is you can actually can't make saving throws on it until anything else happens. But that is the Aboleth's turn, and next up in the order is uh, Ash. All right, Ash is going to move forward 30 feet. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he's going to cast Fireball, uh, targeting only that creature. Just uh, the Aboleth? Yeah, just the Aboleth. All right. Uh, wait. It's 150. Fireball. It's 100. Oh, fireball. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he needs to make a dex save, correct? Correct. And yeah. He fails. Nice. 31 damage. Nice. He takes 31 damage. 
First on the board, and at the end of his turn, he is going to come back at you, and he is going to use uh, two legendary actions to use Psychic Drain. Uh, so because Scree is charmed, you will take uh, you're going to take eleven points of psychic damage. Green? Yeah, Scree will. Oh, psychic damage. And I can't use reactions, right? No. Uh, you cannot use reactions. No. I take eleven damage. Uh, go ahead and make me a saving throw. Uh, what kind? Uh, wisdom. Uh, wisdom again. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you pass. You are uncharmed, which is hey, really dumb. Hey. Actually. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. You took damage. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Well, that's kind of weird. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, that's its turn, and uh, yeah. Uh, that's well. It's not his turn. It just took a legendary action. But it's now it's your turn, Scree. Uh, okay. Uh, I say, fuck you. Chuck didn't kill my family. He may be half a mind flayer, but he's still half my friend. You scream telepathically. Yeah. Uh, I'll move in to attack. Oh, let me see how much movement that was. It was like thirty. Yeah, I'll say that's 30, you're, so I'm not going to if I zoom. Sorry if I'm on some of this here. It's just, there's nope, a lot nope, of space. It's good. Yeah, it's just big. I need to zoom in now that I'm close. That's better. Um, and I will uh, attempt to attack with the um, Sunblade. Go ahead. Roll attack. There we go. Uh, that uh, hits Does exactly it hit? its armor. Then can I boom blade it as well? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, you should say that beforehand, but yeah, you can do it. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to do 13 damage plus 9. What's the damage, Trevor? Explain it to me. Uh, I have no idea, dude. Okay, so... Sorry. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh... uh you mean the thunder damage? It's the seven hits. No, no, I, I know. I, I know how the thunder damage works. I'm uh, like, is you got me three numbers here? I'm assuming one it's, of them. Is it's the, the first one. No, it's the second one. It's a D8. So it'd be five because the first. No, it's, it's 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 the, the first one is one handed. No, the, the second one. Look, the 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 one handed is D8 plus six is the damage the weapon does as uh, uh, on the far side. The right. nine is a D10, so that's if the weapon's two handed. The middle one is just a D8, which would be what the extra damage on it was. So it'd be uh, 15, 16, 17, 18 plus the seven. So it'd be uh, so it'd be uh, uh, 17. So it'd be 25 points of damage. All right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty effective. What else you want to do, Scree? Uh, I will. As you, I just want to describe too. You take this blade and it stutters in the darkness, and before it pops and the, it fizzles around you, and it literally, as it cuts through the water, it creates a cloud of steam and air that has nowhere to be expelled as it expands into the space. And you slash this monster's side, cutting off a tentacle as it falls, and black, inky blood flows through the air, which causes the mucus cloud to activate. You need to make a DC 14 Constitution saving throw. Constitution. You are you will be diseased for the next two hours. Okay. 
I will disengage and use the rest of my regular movement to retreat back here next to Shep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next up on the uh, order is Chuck. Alright. I'm going to take my full movement and move uh, 60 would put me two squares over there. Ba ba ba. Uh, why am I having issues tonight? There we go. I'm gonna move over here. Yep. And I'm gonna ready an action in case things come at me. Okay. What else are you gonna do? Anything? Uh, no, I'm just gonna keep my distance and be prepared in case anything jumps out at me. All right, it's the Abolith's turn, and now it's going to, uh, having gotten more pissed off now, it's going to move up to Scree. It's going to swim right over to him, and it's going to make uh, three tentacle attacks. Sorry, that makes... Uh... Oh, yeah, I got you. Okay. So, first tentacle attack is going to be 11 to hit. I armor 17. Right. Second will be 21. Make me a DC 14 constitution saving throw. Uh, can I shield the to hit before I have to make that save? Uh, yes, you can. I uh, need to check this. Uh, I will do that. So that would be 22, I believe. So I would just miss. Oh, I did my math wrong. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, still, save it is. Still lose the, still lose the spell. Uh, I know. Yeah. Well, hold on. It was 17, three said so be 21. So it's still, it was still hit. Yeah. Wait, yeah. no, am I wrong? Yeah. No, three. It'd be 22. Right. You're set. Your AC is 17, right? Yeah, 17. So plus, plus five. 5 would be 22. 22. And to hit. What did you say the to hit was? 21. Oh, so okay. I was yeah. right. It Sorry. doesn't hit, and you don't have to make the save, so don't worry about it. Uh, okay, so it's going to hit you. It's going to attempt to. It's pissed off. Now. You said a third one? Or, oh, it's gonna, I pissed it off. Yeah, okay. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's kind of pissed off, so he's going to make one more attack, and he's going to miss. Nice. Okay, uh, that's its turn. Next up is Ash. All right, Ash is going to move forward 60 feet. About 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. And I'm going to hit another fireball at him, but hard, like hitting behind him. So, so only it, in case it just, it's it just nearly the wave just chars a couple of feathers as you fire. Yeah. Hey, hit it. And I'm like, I'm going to have it in my hand. And then I'm like, I'm just going to, it's just going to expand in my hand, like bubbles coming off of it, like steam rising and then just yank you, yeet it over there. Uh, 15 exactly he will pass he'll take half damage uh, which I believe is going to be 14 correct yep all right he takes 14 damage he is now bloodied uh, for my bonus action I'm going to convert a second level spell so sorcery points all right as your tail as your uh, round ends he's going to take a legendary action to make a tail attack at scree uh, which will be 14 which won't hit right scree's a monster all right, Scree, yeah. it is now your turn. Uh, shit. Chuck, where'd you go? What? Why the way over there? <laughs> Why am I so close to say? Okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> uh, You're doing great. You're tanking the shit out of this. I guess I am. I will uh, boom blade my sunblade again um, to attack. So, boom blade. And let's see if I hit it. 
Kristen. I think I hit it. Uh, well, it was uh, 23. 23, yeah, that hits. Shit, sorry. Uh, which is, does 12 plus 5. And again, I think he moved, right? Yeah, he moved. Oh, yeah, so the thunder damage would have kicked in. Yeah, so, uh, he... Sorry, let me just come back here, guys. Okay. Um, as your... Uh, so thunder damage, so he's going to take uh, 12... Oh, sorry, that's thunder up there. So he'll take... Uh, uh, so he'll take nine, 19, uh, he'll take 21, uh, damage. Yep. He's now extremely bloodied and screaming. Uh, and then he's going to make at the end of, uh, Scree's turn, unless you want to do something else. Scree, I would right? like to disengage and move, uh, all the way over next to Ash here. Cool. Uh, yeah, he is going to, uh, on his turn, take an action and he's going to roll forward and come at you guys. I think he's, what's his movements? 40 feet so he can take that. So he'll take one more legendary action. Uh, and he can get just short of you guys. But it's, he's got 10 feet of reach so he can do that. Ugh. Sorry, there you go. Uh, yeah, there you go. Chuck is up there, just chilling. Uh, next is your turn, Chuck. All right, uh, real quick. Uh, I'm going to move over to the cask. Yeah. Uh, which is well within my, my movement. And then I believe what they told us before is that the the uh, the sea axe has to break the chains on the cask. Yeah. Is as, so go ahead. You can this turn make an observation or you can just you kind of see that there are chains of black darkness and shadow encircling the cask, keeping it into place on the pillar inside the matrix uh, with all the, the uh, all the uh, tubes around it. You can try to smash some of the tubes or you can try to like cut the chains with the axe. I'm going to cut the chains with the axe. All right, you take your interactive object and you're able to cut the chains. And as you do, uh, the light of the circle of the matrix goes out as it depowers the matrix itself. And as it does that, uh, the you just hear this kind of gentle wailing from the, the casks. And all of a sudden, as you do, uh, as you cut the cask of Bargul out of the matrix, all of a sudden, the portal pops open and you see Cthulhu again. Uh, or I think it's your back to it this time, but it's open and you can see into Rala. You cannot see Cthulhu, but you see into the city of Rala and the portal is now open. Jeff, what'd you do? I thought I did what I was supposed to do. Here, I thought you were playing 3D chess. We're playing checkers. <laughs> she son of a bitch. <laughs> I still love that. I love every bit of that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I think that's Chuck. Did you want to do anything with the rest of your turn? Um, all right, so you save humanity except fail to do it. Cause, cause I, um, so can I like grab the cask? Uh, yeah, you can grab the cask. I'm going to grab the cask. Yeah. You have it under one arm. You cannot swing your ass while you're holding the cask. That's, that's fine. Um, 
I think that only took uh, like 35 of my movement. Yeah. Can I like start swimming for the remaining, I guess, 15 movement is what I have? Yeah, swim for 15. Uh, I'm going to swim over here diagonally, and that's going to come with me. Okay, the the uh, the uh, piece will come with you. Shit. Okay. And yeah, it is now with you. You have the Casco Bargle with you. All right, yeah, so like I cut it free. I grabbed it with me. The, there's a giant fucking portal there, but no Cthulhu. Um, but we, I got what we came for. So it, it I kind of gesture over to them to like fucking kill that. It is now uh, the Abolist turn, and it is going to use another Enslave, this time on Ash. Maybe uh, a Wisdom saving throw. Fail. Uh, you, you have your advantage, right? No, I used it earlier. Yeah, everybody mm. used theirs. Uh, a lot Oof. of them. Uh, I believe everybody's used them at this point. He's going yeah. to uh, laugh maniacally, and then he's going to uh, swirl forward and make a legendary action at the end of his turn to use a tail attack on Scree. Uh, 12 to hit, which I don't think hits. So, yeah. Fail. Anyways, next up is Ash's turn, and you're going to hear him in your brain, which I'm going to not forget to turn off this time. Uh Hello, my pet. You're full of foul energy. You're the most beautiful creature on this planet. Only you deserve to exist. You must distinguish yourself among the humanoids and expel them from this existence so that they may bask in your glory. Uh, and he's going to next up is your turn, Ash, and he is going to command you to cast a fireball at Chuck Angus. Well, this is going to suck. I can yep. only cast it at fourth level. So, yep, he's going to use your fourth level spell and cast a fireball at Chuck. Uh, so uh, roll huh. it in chat. You better miss. Like, yeah, it's your. It's up to you, man. You got to make you, DC. You, you need to make a deck save. Yeah. Uh, a deck save of what? Fifteen. Holy shit. Oh, I have like, like nothing to my modifier. <sighs> yeah, Chuck. this is gonna be interesting. You're playing 3D chess, man. Do it. <laughs> oh! Chuck takes all 37 damage. Uh, all 37? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, you know, fun fact though. I am pretty much where I was before I took the short rest. Perfect. Hey. Great call on the short rest. Uh, so he's also going to have you summon the Hound of Ill Omen. Okay. And he's going to have it attack Scree, I believe. You do that is. All right. Uh, yeah, it, it acts independently, so it'll... Go ahead and have it attack Scree. Uh, it's three. So there's 17. That hits? That was way. It's, it's plus, plus three, so 20. I uh, would like to roll my d20 to shift that to one of my doppelgangers that I still have. Done. Nope. Does not. It hits. All right. Go ahead. And you take four damage. Great. Oh. All right. Oh, fuck. 
it's too late now. What? Old doggy. I have danger sense, so I have advantage on deck saving throws against effects I can see. Ah, I was about to say. Oh, shucks. Yeah, <laughs> shuck him up. Okay, uh, that's the end of Ash's turn. At the end of its turn, it's going to take another legendary action. It's going to tail attack Scree. Uh, 19 to hit. It'll do 14 bludgeoning damage. Unless you want to shift, I will shift it or shield. Try to shift it. Which I will also fail. Okay, you're going to take 14 damage. I uncanny dodge that. Uh, with my reaction to have the damage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's dodge. not a save. So 7. Right. You take 7 damage. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, uh, next up is your turn, Scree. Alright. You are in the ship. <laughs> Uh, I am going to attack with the Sunblade and boom it. And I should get sneak attack for, I think, the first time. No, this... you do not. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't, because he's in play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'll attack anyway. <laughs> Fuck this enslaving shit. Okay. Uh, he's extremely bloodied, so let's go for it. All right. 21 will hit. That's 11. That's uh, 17 damage plus 4 is 21 damage. Is extremely bloodied. Still, yeah, gotcha. You can also draw an offhand weapon, or you can try to disengage. What do you want to do? Oh, I'm gonna disengage and swim yeah. away. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> 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 oh me, that's perfect. Okay, uh, next up in the order, that's his turn, and so on his ending turn, swim way the fuck away. Uh, let's actually see what is he gonna do. Now he's gonna stay there. He's not gonna. He's gonna. He's not gonna take a legendary action this turn. He's just gonna wait. It's gonna be Chuck's turn now. All right. Um. Uh. I'm gonna swim like halfway, halfway to the the creature, drop the cask, and then swim the rest rest of the way. Um. Go into a rage and then attack it. Okay. Do it. Let's go. So the cask will be around here. I can't move it, so if you can move it for me. Oh, I'll move it. I'll move it. So wait, are you carrying the cask with you? Oh, are you just uh, leave, where are you leaving it? I'm, I'm yeah. going halfway, then dropping it. Gotcha. Um, you dropped it. There it goes. All right, and then I'm going. Oh, where you are. Okay, and then you proceed on to attack him. Perfect. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, go into my rage, yep. and then I attack with the uh, with the blood axe, okay. uh, sea axe. So, okay, as you attack, so first off, that first one's not going to hit, uh, and then you're going to take, uh, make a DC 14 constitution saving throw. You fail, you will be diseased for two hours. Snifty. Do, do I take that as well, since I'm beside him as well? Mm. No, you're an ally. <clears throat> nice try to get uh, damage, though, so you would be uninsured. Well, a mucus cloud, you know. Yeah. No, it's it's correct. It's 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 a uh, he he can he it, it actually has text on it. I promise. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Uh, and so uh, you want to make another attack, Chuck? Uh, yes, I am. Twenty will hit, and that's for seventeen points of damage plus two. Uh, so that'll uh, be- plus another two because I'm raging, and then I believe I still have my. Uh, Divine Fury, which is another uh, five. Uh, no, but uh, it did necrotic damage right here. 
Yeah, but that's from the axe itself. Oh, right, right. Your double blood axe. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. So that's going to be uh, 12. Uh, 26 total. That's going to be 26 total. And that is going to be exactly enough to do it. How do you want to do this? Fuck yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so I swim up to it. I swing the first time around. I miss and it fucking like pricks me with fucking the plague or whatever the fuck it is. And then I go back down and I slice it like in half and uh, down the incision marks, it just rapidly decays from double necrotic energy. Yeah, so you slash this creature in half and give me like two seconds here. Uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, Hold on. Are you still going to be diseased for a while? For two hours. Yeah. Uh, I've been not knowing, bringing up what damage to take from that. Sorry. <laughs> Master, no. <laughs> no. And of course, it's still underwater, so it's like... <laughs> <laughs> which, I, which thing do you click to do that? Is that the, uh, That's it. Slash uh, me. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want. Uh, you have removed the only protection your reality had from my master. And you've brought the weapon of your own destruction to his front door. <laughs> I know what not machinations have driven such fools to such peril, but it is so deliciously terrible for you. I may never die. Embarrassed though I may be to have died to such insignificant mortals. I am the gatekeeper of Rala, and I shall return for your souls. And he necrotically just drains away. Uh, it's arguable that I have no soul right now. As he's just... Blah, 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 blah. Speaks to, like, nothing. Uh, that laugh was perfect in that voice. All right. You guys are learning the rule, and there's a, just an open portal to Rala. Just standing there at the other end of the room, and he is dead. What do you guys want to do? Um, Am I still charmed? No, you're not. After he dies uh, and, re- and removed from this plane of existence, the charm ends. All right. So I go grab the cask and go, let's just fucking go. Yeah, and I, while we're running, I'm going to firebolt more of the things, like the suffering canisters. Uh, as you explode, each of them kind of explodes outwards, and you just see a person that's like a soul extending upwards as you're just able to very quickly shoot up a couple firebolts, exploding all the canisters, and they're just like screaming. As the people's screams expand, you see the portal slowly close as, like, in the, as the field of like the exploding uh, cans of suffering they just kind of explode and expand outwards and uh, the portal just sort of dims not completely it just sort of winks like half closed like lidded uh, uh, yeah let's fucking I'm with Chuck let's get the fuck out of here as you guys begin to Chuck exit, have the voice on I, yeah, you're still eyeballs god damn it I <laughs> thought I told you why, did I, why do I do this like, to myself I'm just saying you know 
Um, all right. As you guys begin to uh, leave the room, uh, a air pocket uh, forms slowly, like a giant bubble begins to form uh, directly in front of you. Uh, as you guys uh, do this, you guys see. Hold on. As I, let me just move these pictures. Sorry, I need to get better. There's just really a lot of stuff to kind of organize as we go through this. My bad, guys. Uh, it's hard to like do dramatic moments and then like try to get your PowerPoint to work at the same time. <laughs> I, mean, uh, again, I leave, come back an hour later, and Jack still has the voice song. I didn't. It wasn't for the whole hour, okay? Like I did okay for like a bit. All right. Uh, as you guys begin at the front of the platform, you see that there is, uh, three figures on the platform coming in and the first one in the front is casting a spell. Uh, and that spell expands out as a massive air bubble forms in the cavern, uh, expending, expelling all the liquid in the cavern into this air bubble, probably about, about 120 feet on all sides as you guys slowly flip to the floor as you guys are now just in uh, on kind of in this dark, dark cavern inside an air bubble inside the temple of Odin and steps onto the platform directly below you is St. Helena and her angel. Where'd my little fishy go? Uh, he's flopping on the floor. Fishy. Uh, I, I, I got a chuck and I'll take the fish and put him in my, po- uh, my water filled po- pocket or pocket of holding. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm just the best. Don't worry about it. You are? Chuck says really like he now has my 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 fish. So, okay. Standing before you are the three figures, uh, St. Helena and her angel and a figure in a dark cloak. Uh, what the fuck are you doing here? Honestly, waiting for your idiots to finish the job. Took me a while. Longer than it took, would have taken, shorter than it would have taken you. Yeah, if you're able to come down here, you could have done it yourself. I genuinely could have, but it was fun to watch you struggle. And to be frank, uh, I didn't have access to the axe. I knew you had it to begin with, so it was just a... Did you, though? It doesn't sound like you did. It does, since I'm the one that managed to bring you here and convince you to cut the chains that bind the cask of Bargul. I don't know. You're going to waste the whole wish spell on it. Sure. <laughs> For the record... Sorry. For the record, you guys do remember in kind of the opening part of this that uh, he did... Uh, explain to you that uh, in the opening part when this, you guys saw the scene with Bargul and Lady Helena she did, he was she was told at that point that you guys had the sea axe but that's neither here nor there in terms of the canon of this show uh, anyways I'll be taking that axe now if you don't mind uh, shit. I do mind, I mind greatly I do apologize Melvin. uh I don't I think anyone actually needs to apologize to you anymore in any context. I'm just saying there's nobody in all of existence that has ever taken an action as literally evil as Chuck has done just now. What do you mean? 
You severed the connection of the only device holding closed the portal to Rila. Oh, this is a big old double-double cross, and you wanted <laughs> us to. Of course I did. I needed the axe. I knew you had the axe. Bag of Nails here was kind enough to inform us that you had the axe, and then we convinced uh, you guys to be sent into the town and created a situation where you figured that the Kingfishers... Why in the hell would the Kingfishers want Cthulhu to invade this reality, the one that they rule? That doesn't make any sense to anybody. Nothing makes sense. Life doesn't make sense. Yeah. What makes sense is that we're leaving with the cask and the sea axe. <laughs> leaving that's fucking hilarious it's fucking hilarious that you idiots can go around get killed almost as much as you do you know how many times i had to send bag of nails here to rescue you and bag of nails flips black his coke and he's just standing there in a dark cloak uh he has two drawn uh blades at his side two short swords with like a some sort of mechanical contraption in the hilt of the blade to the side the angel is standing I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna look to Scree and Chuck, and I was like, "Are we running?" I'm gonna whisper that so they don't hear it. Where to? Isn't Ryleth still there? What? Well, Ryleth is still there, isn't it? Or did the portal close? It closed when you guys destroyed the canisters. It kind of shut. Right. Because the suffering um, makes Cthulhu sleep. So, uh. Scree, you still got that vial of suffering? I have this vial of something. What do you want to do with it? Um, I, I say we run, like make a break for out at this temple and get Zelix to take us out of here. Are you guys talking? How are you communicating in front of the three of them? Out of curiosity. Well, we, still well, underwater. Well, no, we're not, not underwater. underwater. You're not underwater. Uh, oh You're yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm whispering. Like I'm whispering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm like locking eyes, but like doing that like anime, just like. Like, but still locking eyes with Helena. Honestly, just give me the axe. There's nothing wrong to it. You can go on your way after that. You can take the casket bargo with you. A trade for a trade. Alright. No! They're all mine! Spoils of war! Exactly. We have both of them. Emma Kingfisher, this is literally an angel from heaven that I have enslaved. And this is yeah, a mercenary who is at least your equal. You have literally no fucking chance. You think? I and know. then, and then she's going I, to smack her. I, well, hold on. I, oh, well, oh. she does actually. Okay, but go ahead. Tell me what you're going to do. I want to summon the Avatar of Death and cast darkness on them. Okay. Uh, so again, I don't know. Are you trying to make a roll to take an action before they do to surprise them? Uh, I don't. I don't uh, think well, you manage to surprise them unless you're going to try to do a stealth or something along those lines. Well, if you want me to, be, I would. I would like to surprise them, but okay. if, uh, if you let's, want me to make a roll let, for it, let's go ahead. I'll let you do deception or stealth, whichever one. Uh, deception. Go ahead. Well, obviously it's fucking. Yeah, she's. You're not gonna get the. You're not gonna get the heads on that. So go ahead and roll initiative, guys. Unless you want to ask All her right. more questions. I, she doesn't get to give a big. Yeah, speech. yeah. No, fuck her. She's, trying to, she's betraying right. us again. Right. 
I'll do this. If you let her make a villain speech, I will give you surprising her, Tanner. How about that? Do it. Done. Done. Get her monologuing. I wrote a lot for this. All right. Like, I actually, as the villain, what a monologue. All right. I want a monologue. Don't you mean the hero? I spent like three days writing this. Fuck you. Go ahead. She starts monologuing. Okay, she starts monologuing. She smashes her staff down on the ground. She's and you actually see now that she's holding a staff with a uh, a bright white key in the head of the staff, and a like a translucent sun like blade comes out the side of the key, creating a giant scythe, and the scythe sun shines with sunshine similar to the sun blade. Uh, y'all know. No, not, not, there's no guile in you. There's no, there's no value in killing you three. It's utterly, completely pointless to just take a rube such as yourself, take you for all you're worth, and then just, you know, you don't even have the politeness to inquire as to why I did this thing. Why the person that wrote the literal theodicy on the value of good and evil is actually going to help release Cthulhu onto this world. You don't care or even need to know. You're just fucking cut off monsters just surging forward, eating everything. You're just animals that must eat in front of you. Just consume, 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 consume everything in front of you. You're just, you're just so goddamn basic. I just can't stand it sometimes. Are you done? No. If you don't want to know, you don't have to know. And I'll just go ahead and kill you all. And we'll be done with it. It'll be good. Now and then I'm I'll asking. Release. Oh, you're now asking. You're, oh, oh, now you're asking. Now you want to know why I want to kill everybody that ever lived. Yeah. Did Lord Venom ever tell you what Bargul was doing at Darkfaller Castle? No, why would he? It just relies on your uh, just your belief. And why am I talking to Chuck of all fucking people? Because I'm the most educated. God, I'm public, public educated. I've already turned you out. How is that? Oh, my God. Anyways, I. Public, <laughs> our public are, education. Are, are is you betraying us? Are you betraying us? I don't want to hear it. I am not betraying you. I was betrayed long before you were betrayed by me. I was betrayed. So you are betraying us. By our gods. They give you just enough, just enough, always just enough to keep going. There's a little bit of hope to get over the next hill. They decide how much power they wanted to give me when I was a kingfisher. And it was never enough to just beat Bakul. Never was enough. My father was a very religious man. He told me I had to pray until it hurt. For him, a prayer that didn't hurt was a, wasn't a prayer at all. It was just a worthless begging to him. When I got older, he would give me a silice, a spiked belt which I had to wear around my arms, to remind me of my pain and mortality and my place in the universe. When I commune with the gods of our fathers, it's hard to think about the gifts. The gifts of my food, the gift of the laws, and the gift of mankind's capacity for violence. I was a good girl, but I did have a hard time when thinking of 
Duergo for his gift of violence where my father was concerned, that I learned to value it. I want you to understand that I am a religious woman. For I understood that the violence that he gave me, I was capable of giving right back to him. That's not to say that I want to destroy all reality because I had a bad father. Just looking at you three, I can't imagine there's good dads all around in here. No offense. I want to kill my offspring for their corporal flesh. I mean... Dad was a slave, sorry. Screen, did you have a solid, solid parenting history? Not exactly. <laughs> call. He says call. <laughs> the point is... There are things beyond this reality that even the gods fear, and they use us like cattle, bred for slaughter, brought forth to believe in them, to give them power, and they give us just enough crumbs to survive in this vast ocean. It's a broken promise, if you ask me. Say what you want of Cthulhu. He fucking delivers. The terms of the deal are the terms of the deal. There's no ambiguity to them. I will give you untold power, you will be able to take vengeance on Barghul, and then I will have you unmake all of reality. It's pretty simple. So, well, you're a petulant child who wanted to be spoiled and didn't want to truly work hard to get things in life. I'm also a religious, devout being, sir. My Minotaurian god gives me, like you said, just enough. I have almost died! multiple times but i know that i survived and so i fight harder to not get down there again <laughs> well then allow this to be a lesson to you chuck today you meet a wall that no god will give you enough energy to climb there is no escape from here there is no escape from me there is no escape from the ever-present sleep of my blade not gods or death itself will rescue from you from me and I am going to fucking take your soul and cause everlasting suffering and then trap you in a canister that I will not use to help seal Cthulhu away. I don't even know. I just want to keep your soul close to me at all times where I can ensure that it is everlasting suffering right up to Cthulhu unmakes all of reality. I wave my tentacle at her. I have no soul. All right, Ash, do you want to fucking end this monologue? Because, like, this is not going the way I wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, I'll, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say, if, if your gods have no power, they seem to deliver gifts to us all the time. So clearly, we're in the right. And then, bam, d- darkness and then Avatar of Death. <laughs> Thank you, Steam Chess. Yes, I do want a monologue. I had this written, and these motherfuckers just don't even give a fuck. They just don't give a fuck. I'm just saying. The monologue is about how we don't give a fuck. I have nothing to say. <laughs> All right. What do you do, uh, Ash? Uh, Avatar of Death right here on the angel. Darkness all around in... All right. Like centered on on Helena, so it's like it encapsulates all of them. So if it's a surprise action, she can't use a reaction to, uh, to counterspell, can she? Uh... Uh, we'll see. She can use the reaction. I don't think, I think they're caught, yeah, flat-footed, so I don't think they can. I don't think, yeah, I think technically it's flat-footed, so it doesn't count as reaction. So, yeah, darkness is in a 20-foot around her. Yes. Okay, yep. All three are enclosed in darkness, and the avatar of death has become apparent in front of, uh, the angel. 
I'm going to put something on the board for her. I'm actually going to look at her. Go ahead. I'm going to make, I'm actually just going to copy a little Ash and I'm going I mean, to he, name him Avatar. avatar. What's up? He is an avatar. To, he is an avatar. To, so that's perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look to my friends and say, let's get the fuck out of here now. Uh, All right. Roll initiative. Uh, yep. What do you want, Chuck? I don't think I was going to kind of just shout to him like, uh, worst, worst case scenario. Oh, shit. Crit 20 on initiative. Let's go. Uh, okay. Let's go ahead. And uh, yeah. Uh, Chuck's going to be top of the order. You're holding the cask of bark. Well, you cannot wield your axe, uh, the, the, the axe while you're holding the cask of bark. Um, can I shove it into the bag of holding that Scree has? Uh, no, there's not enough space in the bag of holding to cast a bark wheel. Uh, can I tie a rope around it to strap it to my back? Uh, you'll have to take your action to do that, yes. I'm gonna do that. Okay. You, you're able to strap it to your back, leaving yourself hands-free, but you are encumbered. I guess, all right. I can at least defend myself now. Uh, uh, what's the? I guess it's yeah. It's and a stone. Can I still it's ready? a stone obelisk. Oh, fuck off! You're not that strong. <laughs> I'm, okay, I didn't argue that. Can I also <laughs> ready an action? Uh, no, you use your action. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's your turn. Uh, next up in the order is uh, bag of nails. Uh, who's going to extend out his, uh, he's actually going to, Bag of Nails is actually going to ready, no, Bag of Nails is just going to attack. Uh, he's going to extend out uh, both of his weapons, uh, which are, look like two swords, like this kind of with like at angle hilts. Uh, and the they're going to click clack and there's going to be a massive blowout of air, just like a, almost like a backfire. And then all of a sudden, uh, two bolts are going to fly across the room. One at Chuck and one at Scree. Uh, the first one's going to hit Chuck. That's it. Are these, uh, are these attack rolls? Because if he's in darkness, he has Oh, yeah, he's going to move out of darkness. He's just going to swim sideways. So he can, no, he can't swim sideways. So he's actually in movement. So let's see. How far can he go? He can get out of this pretty easily. Ooh, snap. Can he? Because now we're just on the the rocky surface. How much how much movement can he take? Yeah, he could take. I mean, it's only fifteen feet of movement to get there, and he's out of the darkness. Or, okay, five, ten. Okay, yeah. Uh, all right, he can take another step up, so he's gonna get in your range, but he'll be out of darkness. Uh, and he's going to take uh, two attacks. The first one's going to hit Chuck uh, for fifteen. Which I what's your AC, Chuck? Uh, do, do it currently is thirteen. So that hits. Make a DC 15 saving throw. Of what kind of saving throw? Uh, Constitution. 25. You pass. uh, Which I believe a point or... So you're going to take... You're going to take 11 piercing damage. uh, Which I believe you're... you're, You're not in a rage, though. You're not. Um, A rage lasts for uh, 10 rounds up to a minute. Uh, Unless... It it was... the, The speech was more than a minute. You lost rage. Okay. So I guess you could have gone into a rage on the round, but you had it on your back. But you used your action, so you would have lost rage. 
So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, she's going to hit you for 11 points of damage and 15 points of poison damage. So she's going to do 20, uh, 20, sorry, uh, 15 plus 10 is 25, 26 points of damage to you, Chuck. Damn, how much would I have taken if I failed that? 31. Fuck. All right, guys, this is bad. This is very bad. So uh, we're, he's also not done yet. He's going to use his other attack, and it's the other bolt's going to fly at Scree for an attack against Scree, which is going to be a 20 to hit. Uh, Scree, make a DC 15 saving throw. Uh, again, it's 20 to hit. I guess you could shield. Um, yeah, I can shield just to hit. Uh, I'll go ahead and do that. If you had not and failed the save, he would have taken 36 points of poison damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's his turn and his attack. Uh, so he took two actions and he used his offhand weapon uh, to attack. Uh, so that's his turn. Next up in the order is going to be uh the lady who's going to uh she's going to cast uh dispel magic uh and she's going to dispel darkness is that is it contested no she just does it she just does it okay and she's going to see the avatar of death uh right there in front of her uh, and she is going to point at the angel and make a swirling motion above her head. And then she's going to literally move straight up to the avatar of death. Uh, All right. Yeah, that's, I think that's, yeah, she cast a spell. Yep, that's her turn. And then next up in the order is the angel, since they all beat everybody else on the initiative. And the angel is going to flap her wings and take off. Uh, and she has 90 feet of flying speed. And she is going to fly straight past. So I believe she can fly straight past you, Ash. So she's going to fly. Uh, Go ahead. So so she is going to enter my air, uh, attack area and then leave it. But she has an ability called fly by. The angel doesn't provoke, provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Okay. So she has an ability that will avoid op attacks. So she will fly past you uh, and she is going to make uh, two melee attacks uh, and then she's also going to use Battlefield Inspiration and give inspiration to both St. Helena and uh, Bag of Nails. So they get D4s. If, uh, uh, if she's going to attack me, could you let me know if it's uh, below 21? Yeah, okay, let's do this. Uh, that's a 10. That's below, so... Obviously. Oh, but we get a D4, I guess, the thing, which is 11, so it doesn't do much better. Uh, and then she's also going to do one more attack, which will be nine. This is not going well for her. Good job, guys. Mm. Okay, uh, next up is Ash. All right, what Ash is going to do is going to go right here, right between my friends, and then I'm going to I'm gonna cat or, uh, bonus action, convert, a second level spell to sorcery points and then use four sorcery points to cast uh, greater invisibility on myself and Chuck. She's going to use a, a fifth level counter spell. Yeah, I should have subtle spell, but yep, she does it. Yep, she does. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Oof. Yeah. All right, that's, cool. that's cool. I should have subtle spelled it. Yeah. Sorry, man. I mean, I, I saw it revving up okay. and I was like, no. I should mention that she probably could counter spell, but I mean, it's, it is what it is. But I, I mean, I have the counter to that, which is subtle spells, but right. whatever. Yeah. Sorry. Man. That's, it's fine. That, that's my goal. And then after that, I am going to move and then I'm going to go back into the water. If I, 
can. I think that's 30, I think that's 30 feet. Uh, it's not from there. She expanded it out 90 feet from your guys. So oh. uh, from literally, I think where Chuck's, uh, from where Chuck's currently got the cask is 90 feet in a circle. Okay. So then that'll be 30 feet, I think, right there. And, you, right can, here. and you can see yeah. that, uh, kind of on the map, there's like a little bit of cliff's edge. Moving down to the ancient of the cliffs, you could probably just be fine. You could just jump down. It's not that far. Okay, but I'll be, I'll be on the cliff's edge right there, and that will be my turn. Oh, and then the avatar will use yeah. his turn. Go ahead and make the avatar of death attack. I think you have you have the right. thing for him, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just Seven. for everybody on the stream to make this sense, uh, uh, Ash literally summoned essentially like a veiled figure of death, similar to what you saw before. Scree, you see it as a as a as a as a cloaked kinku. Chuck, you see it as the half dead version of Chuck Angus that you saw before. The Avatar of Death is whatever you experience it as. It is carrying a scythe, and it moves. Uh, it is a gift for Marana for reawakening Carmela. So for my multi-attack, the 17 will be the highest to hit. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I'll, 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 you can actually roll. Uh, you can actually roll for. This is against her, correct? Uh, yes. That 17 will hit. Okay. It'll do a DA plus three. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna give you the Avatar of Death because you can roll it in. Right. Yeah, uh, if you, if, you, if you go uh, if you go to the Avatar uh, of Death uh, in uh, in D and D Beyond, you can click the buttons and you can roll its attacks for you if you like. So okay. I just put it in the chat. So you, that'll make pretty, it easier. I'm pretty sure it's going to go away in the next turn, but I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So she, how much damage did she do? She did 10, 10. points of damage to her. And she sort of went off a little bit. Uh, and she's going to make some money moves right here. So uh, she takes 10 damage. Uh, and then she's going oh, to. Uh, it also does a D8 of necrotic. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Roll it. So 17. Nice, much better, much better. She's a little, and she's put off by that. That's a, that's a, you know, that's a hit. That's a hit in her book. So, she takes it, and then she's going to. Uh, uh, she's going to make three scythe attacks with her scythe. Uh, no, she makes two. She's going to make two because that would be way insane if she made three. Uh, the first one will be sixteen to hit. That will not hit. Mm-hmm. And the second one will be 10, and both are going to miss. She's just going to sigh and just be like, Jesus. Uh, and she is going to, as a bonus action, <sighs> Sorry, I'm taking too much time. My bad, guys. That's cool. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I'm writhing in anger that I didn't read. I don't read enough. Yeah. I should have got 10 temporary hit points when I killed the fucking eel thing. Yeah. <laughs> that could have helped me right now. I'm just not actively. It it's evens out in my mind when I don't when you don't tell me something that I should have done. And it's fine. It, it all evens out. It's in the grand scheme of D&D. No, it doesn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, Chuck, I forgot how my uh, doppelgangers worked last round. I totally passed both my rolls and forgot what the number was. All right, so. she's going to... Uh, actually, no, she can't. She's holding a concentration spell on the water. So, no, she's not going to cast anything else. That's going to be her turn. Uh, yeah, next up is... Uh, wait. It was the Avatar of Death, and now it's Screech's turn. Oh, she didn't have a move. Why did she move? I'm so sorry. That was my bad, guys. Uh, she will waste a move on the next round. Uh, but that, sorry, it was just too cool. That was like really cool. I like that. That like it's like Avatar of Death and her, and then like scything off against each other. It's just so cool in my mind. Go ahead, Scream. Uh, I'm gonna move way the fuck away. I shall. Uh, I shall real quick. Scream. Shove your gift down the the same throat. Yeah, I should totally do that, but not this turn. Uh, how did you move that far? Uh, that's thirty feet, right? Yeah, it is. I guess you just top down off the platform. Sure. Let's just yeah, I'm saying minute. like, is there water there, or is he like? Uh, no, that's thirty feet, so he's not outside of the ninety foot bubble. Yeah, like the whole map is air at this point, pretty much, right? Yeah, within the bounds of it, like, because I think the, to the edge is less than 30, 90 feet. So, like, I think the other end is, like, water if you guys were heading for the door. You know what I mean? Oh, unless you're saying, like, the place where I am is not, like, this stone platform thing that actually... I need you hopped to stay off the platform. I'm just going to just say it's all pretty flat and stony because I don't particularly want to work with terrain like that. Because I just okay, like a huge pain in the fucking ass to do it at this point. Uh, I will cast my um, mirror image spell. And that will be my turn, and I'm going to go pee really quick. That's perfect. Uh, I can tell he didn't take as many actions because he didn't. He needed to pee. So next up in the order is Chuck. All right, uh, I'm going to in range, and I know I'm in cover, so I ha- don't have as much movement, but I should still be able to go over to Bag of Nails and start attacking. Correct? That's, yeah, 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 you should. All right. Uh, I'm going to attack Bag of Nails. Uh, 17. Uh, that, uh, will hit. All right, so 13 plus 30 plus 2 from being enraged and about to roll Divine Fury. Uh, so that's 25 points of damage. Uh, he's gonna uncanny dodge that. So he's going to take, uh, 14 points of damage. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna wait. Uh, sorry, twenty-five would be ten plus half would be twelve points of damage. Sorry. Yep. So, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna attack again. Uh, that hits. So that's eighteen and six. That's twenty-four additional twenty-six additional points of damage. Gotcha. Okay. That does some damage to him, and it's now his turn. Uh, and he is going to use an ability. Uh, he's going to disengage uh, from you, and he is going to push back. Uh, he's going to use a feline agility. So for once in this combat, he's going to be able to double his movement speed. And he is going to haul ass away from you off the platform. Uh, 40 f- feet. Yeah, he's going to haul ass back. He's going to haul ass back 40 feet past uh, that, and he's going to make a a, a, sh- uh, a long-ranged attack at you with his thing. So he disengaged and used a, a, a bonus ability. So, no, it's not a bonus ability. Really. It's just a... 
natural ability. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like their thing. It's like a and I don't get an opposite tap, right? Uh, you do not because he disengaged, but he will miss with his longbow. I'm sorry, with his uh, gun blade. Uh, and that'll be his turn. And like I said, she wasted her turn. Next is the angel who is going to move past you, uh, Chuck, and a fun, and it's going to make she's going to make two attacks uh, with her long sword and give everybody a D4 inspiration again. Miss 23 hits. So she is going to do uh, seven points in slashing damage. And she will do 17 radiant damage to you. To who? To you, Chuck. 17 radiant damage. So she's just going to flash back. You're going to duck the first swing, and she's going to back cut as she flies back. And it's just going to leave a nick of seven points of slashing with you in a rage. I believe that's going to do only three points of slashing. But she'll do 17, so she'll do 20 points to you total. And she flies out of it, taking no off attack. She's... If she took 20 total, then I'm down. Okay. Chuck is down. Ash, it's now your turn. I am going to twin a firebolt, uh, targeting the uh, the Battle Force Angel and Bag of Nails. Do it. Roll attack. Yeah. 21 both the times. So, yeah, and that's the appropriate damage. Okay, hold on. Uh, so she 21 for both. Uh, so it's going to be 19 to the damage to the... Who, who, is, who took what damage? It, it was the... I said Battle Force and then um, Bag of Nails. So, yeah. yeah, so 3 and then 19. Uh, who to, so Bag of Nails took uh, to, to the 19 to Bag of Nails and three to the Battle Force Angel. Yeah, Bag of Nails is not looking good. Uh, Battle Force Angel takes three. And then uh, for my bonus action, I'm going to convert uh, a second level spell to spell to sorcery points. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Avatar Death is going to attack twice. Do it. It. Miss. Roll first attack. And again, remember, I can just roll the attack for you, actually, if you want to do the scythe, if that's okay. That's fine. Oh, shit. I got uh, ones both times. Oof, that's rough, mate. Uh, yeah, two damage. Uh, so, yeah, you're still That'll doing... be... All right, and then he'll maneuver, like, this way around here. Gotcha. And that'll be it. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and next up in the order is Scree. We still uh, or Chuck, he's back. Chuck is down on the floor. Oh, Chuck! Yeah, Scree's up there. What are you doing, Scree? I'm gonna take the dash action to double my movement and come all the way here to attack the uh, Saint Helena. Um, I'm going to Damn. reach to the bag of holding and uh, uncork my flask of whatever it is that the maiden gave me and attempt to splash her in the face with it. So I just want to establish, you don't know if this poison requires, is like an acid or if it requires ingestion. You do not know that. Yeah. So you're just going to throw it at her face. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Okay, go ahead. 
It could be like the the fucking potion from It's Our Night's Dream. It just has to be anointed on their eyes. Go ahead. Is she so. is she, is she holding on to concentration for this bubble? She is. Yes. So she needs to make a concentration check. She has other abilities that were. She, I have been making the concentration checks. I haven't okay. forgotten. I just didn't. I made them quietly, and I was just. Uh, I am making them because if she does collapse, the water will rush in, and mm. you guys will probably have much better uh, time of moving, <laughs> mm. unless you leave Chuck in the casket bunker. So. You know. All right. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Uh, so what I wanted to do, didn't I? Yeah, so you're gonna make a uh, you're gonna make a improvised weapon attack against her. Okay. How do I do that? Oh me. Sorry, I think you're gonna make like a base dex roll with uh your just your uh if I'm not mistaken, an improvised weapon attack would be an improvised range attack. So you're gonna roll uh, a D, f- uh, so uh, just a D twenty plus four. So you can go to your dexterity and roll it, and it's going to be plus your proficiency. I'm just going to assume you do it, so it'd be plus seven. So it'd be just actually just make a straight dagger attack, and if it hits, uh, she gates it. If she doesn't, she you miss. Nineteen. That hits, and her face begins to sizzle as the potion Ooh. burns and you just see that like l- bright pink lights explode out of her face and she screams as she whirls around with the blade. She's actually whirling her scythe all over the place and she is going to take a sizable amount of damage. Uh, she, uh, go ahead and I'm going to send you something. I'm just going to put the damage in Does there. Does she lose concentration? Uh, we're gonna roll that at the end of this. Uh, Sounds like a lot of things are about to happen. A lot of stuff's about to happen. We're gonna see. <laughs> Sounds like I, I did a thing. Did I use up all the potion, by the way? Uh, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Okay, so it she's going to take because you hit. She's going to take ten d six plus forty. <laughs> Plus 40. That's that's pretty good. She's going to take 75 damage. Ooh. As as it just explodes. It is not, but she (laughs) is bloodied. Straight up. (laughs) And that concentration. Jesus. And now she's charmed to to scream. Is she? I don't know. I don't know what this thing does. She is not charmed. Uh, only people of well, uh, I don't I don't want to explain. You can try to figure out what the potion does later because I don't think you guys really understand arcanically what happened. Arcanically, mm. arcanically. Ash, do, do arcana check. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, the, the thing that's going to happen is this. Oh we'll wait for that. <laughs> yeah, that was Scree's turn. Uh, next up is Chuck. Chuck, make me a death saving throw. Uh, death saving throw. Yeah. Ooh, the avatar death turns good. and throws you like some hook'em horns and he's like don't worry Bay, I'll come get you in a minute <laughs> <laughs> shit oof isn't like crit fail on death saving throw instant death 
Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's with the word on the street. It counts is. as two. It right? counts as two. It does. It's not instant death. If you um, fail another crit, set, yeah, there's no instant death in D and D. Well, obviously, it's not instant death. You made a lot of poor decisions to be on the ground <laughs> bleeding out. But it, it was about to say. It was stacked <laughs> against me. Was it stacked against you? Or are yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I thought you guys were going to run through the temple and we were going to collapse the temple as we go. Y'all like, I don't know, man. Stuff's happening. It's good. I like it. This is fun. And uh, and fucking Scree unleashed an acid attack on a nice lady. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I bypassed an entire fight <laughs> to nice. just try and accomplish She's not a nice lady. She's not and a nice lady. And apparently that fucked us over. Bag of Nails is next to his turn, and he's going to make a... Uh, he's going to do a couple of things. He's going to make his first attack. He's going to shoot... Actually, let's see how far away he is from uh, Ash. Actually, no, he can... Uh, ooh, yeah. Actually, this is beautiful. Uh, he's going to make a, a ranged attack at Scree for the first one, which is going to crit, uh, which is going to do a lot of things because you're in range of his allies. So you're also going to take uh, you're going to take you need to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Is this something I can roll my 20 to shift to a doppelganger first? Uh, it's a crit. So, so yes, I guess yeah, totally. it's a mirror image. Yeah, it would. Yeah. See so I have to get a six or higher. Got 20. 20. Oh, wait. Nope. I didn't do that right. I didn't. Oh. I don't know if I did that right. Let it's me try not, that again. Yeah, I'm sorry. You rolled a D20. Oh. Slash roll D20. Maybe I did. I just. Yeah, it looks like yeah, you did it right. Yeah, that was 15, a, yeah no, I did it right. 15 I just or thought 20 I cheated for 15 or 20 would have done both, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just had to get a six. I just want to explain to you what would have happened if that had not worked for you. Uh, he, sure. He fucking blows this thing's brains out. He would have gotten... 28 plus so i just want to put this in it's 28 plus poison damage so he would have been five plus six so he would have done 11 so that's uh that's uh 38 39 points of damage and then he would have done an additional uh sneak attack damage of 4d6 for 19 so he would have done uh 39 uh sorry uh 39 49 59 58 points of damage if he had hit and that. would I have been able to un- uncanny dodge and have all of that or yeah just you, one you part could probably of it, do or? it yeah it's a crit but he's gonna take another round of attack he's gonna attack what was the to hit on that uh, tw- uh that was uh that to hit on that weapon was plus six like he crit uh, he crit he crit on top of yeah, sneak yeah, attack okay. and, I am down and, one I am definitely down one doppelganger no yeah like, yeah, okay. yeah no 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 yeah it, it, it fucking literally this poison bolt flew out of his gun blade hit this doppelganger and took it off and you were genuinely horrified at how much fucking craziness it decapitated your corpse you look over at bag and you're like that's a little hard even for me bro like I'm just yeah saying. I think that's the first time I've seen myself die <laughs> <laughs> anyways he's gonna attack one more time with his extra attack uh 24 to hit Right, uh, same business, but this time I need an eight or higher. Fifteen. Yep. Takes out the other. Takes out the. I think you're. How many? Down to one. Down to one. Okay. Well, that's a that's a fucking clutch ass spell. All right. It's now time for the castle. For uh, sorry, uh, for the uh, the lady, and she is just absolutely fucking pissed. Uh, and she is going to cast Earthquake. So hold on. Let me do the text. Maybe she and she didn't lose concentration on that water. 
Oh, actually, no, she did. I need to roll that. Uh, let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to just assume it happened on this turn because I did forgot to do that. So she needs to beat a wait, wait, wait. How does this work? She needs to beat a half roll the half yeah. the damage. Yeah. So let's just do this math. 75 divided by two. So that's uh, 35, that's 30, 30, 36, 30, 37, 37. Yeah, she needs to beat a 37 on a con save. Mm-hmm. So she's got advantage. Let's just roll this shit. I, I don't, plus 17. I, I don't think she can even make it, honestly, if I'm being honest. I don't think that's statistically how this works. Uh, the acid. The acid is really clutch right now. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's more than just acid. Well, it's love. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's like I didn't actually intend for that necessarily and like Chuck just ran with it so it's just like one of those things I just like sure it's what it is it's love love will melt your face off and hurt you it's so goddamn dark anyways uh yeah here we go uh yeah so she needs to make a con save so the first one is four second one is six so so she does not pass uh, I mean, it's it's plus she has a big con save, right? And included in there, but it's it's big, but it's still not even close. Uh, so the water rushes in and you guys are underwater again. Awesome. Sweet. We My have corpse them. is just floating. And she is going to cast a spell. All right. Uh, can she breathe underwater? Yes, she can. She's a warlock of good faith. Yeah, she can do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah, dude, just chill. <laughs> Nice try, though. Uh, (laughs) uh, Okay. All right. She creates a seismic disturbance at a point on the ground that you can see within 100 feet. For the duration, uh, an intense tremor rips through the ground in a 100-foot radius centered on the point and shakes creatures and structures in contact with the ground in that area. The ground in that area becomes difficult terrain. Each creature on the ground that is uh, concentrating must take actually i don't think you're technically on the ground are you loading yeah i didn't think that through okay uh, <laughs> instead she's, she's gonna cast divine word uh she utters a divine word imbued with the power that has shaped the word world at the dawn of creation choose any number of creatures you can see within range each creature oh hold on so, that so she's be, casting this instead of earthquake yeah. Each creature that you can hear must make a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, the creature suffers an effect based on its current hit points. So what is everybody's hit points? Well, Other than can Ash. she speak underwater? Can she speak underwater? Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> we could, no, we couldn't. Yeah, you can, but you can cast verbal components. Well, I'm saying, Billy, if we if we can't hear what she's saying, and we had to actually go about this by where we couldn't, we can actually audibly talk to each other underwater. Okay, I love you, Ben. If you can cast Fireball and the verbal components for Fireball, she can right. cast Divine Word. Okay, all right. No, no, it's cool. I understand. I understand that it's Divine Word. She literally says something out loud, but it's magical. So, you know, it is right. what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Uh, so what's the what's the save? Uh, so you need to make a charisma saving throw. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is for this. Hold on. Um, I can tell you. It's going to be... You need to make a DC 16 saving throw. And yeah. And what are you guys... So, uh, Ash, you don't have to make it, but I think Chuck and Scree and the Avatar of Death do. I'm already unconscious. Oh, that's right. 
Uh, Charisma saving throw, 17, that'll pass for Scree. Uh, and then uh, Avatar, Avatar death. death. So it's going to fail. Uh, what's its health at? Like three. All right. If it's 20 hit points or fewer, it dies instantly. So the Avatar of Death disappears. Okay. Uh, Scree survives and Chuck is not affected because he's down. Uh, and I think you are out of range, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check. Yeah, you're 40 feet, it's 30. So you're good. Uh, yeah, so she kills the Avatar of Death and wastes a very high level spell slot because I didn't think her spells ahead of a time. So perfect. Your win is my loss. Uh, and then the Battle Force Angel is going to sweep back and make a attack on you, Ash, as it flies by. All right. Oh, no. Well, actually, technically, she's swimming now. So what's her swimming speed? And I don't think she can make a flyby attack while she's swimming. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I'm assume, I'm, uh, speed, 30 speed is swimming speed, I'm going to assume. Uh, and so I think. Yeah, she can get to you. So she's going to flap her wings underwater awkwardly like an underwater chicken. And she's going to make two long sword attacks at you. 17 to hit. Uh, uh, I will shield it. I gotcha. So that won't hit, correct? What's your AC? It is now 21. Gotcha. Awesome. So the second one will be 24. Damn. Yeah, so she's going to do, it's not that bad, four points of slashing and 14 radiance, so she'll do 18 damage to you. All right. And she cleaves through your magical shield, just the radiant damage is going to blind through and blind you as it sears your skin, your shadow felt skin from this angel. And you can see that she's weeping as she attacks you. The collar around her neck biting into her thorns and the collar, black thorns oozing with black blood or cutting into the angel's neck and you can see gold blood running from her neck. Gross. Uh, next is Ash. Alright. I am going to bonus action, uh, convert a second level spell to spell to sorcery points. And then I'm going to disengage as my action. Holy shit. Do it. Going. Swimming? Going. Going here, and then uh, I'm gonna yell to Scree. We have the movement advantage. We we can leave right now. Leave and where? Out of the temple. The door is this way. Yeah, it's down here, isn't it? Like down at the Hold bottom. On, you're underwater now. You guys can't can longer communicate. Uh, so yeah, you're okay, just like yeah, point. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, for my own hover over. Uh, over the uh, cask. And then that'll be it. Uh, cool. Yeah. So next up in the order is Scree. Who is engaged with St. Helena, who's her f- burned face and she has a hand. You can see one eyeball and the other one's mutilated, running with pink bubblegum like protrusion from her face, dripping onto her cloaks. And she's just staring at you, screaming with raw agony, a sizzling scythe sunblade in her hand, swimming through the water as she floats ominously, her gown coming undone and her, not undone, but like, you know what I mean? Uh, just kind of, okay, <laughs> Scree's just gonna attack. <laughs> you know what I hear? Everybody's done with like my description. I get it. Yeah, you keep going. I just wanted <laughs> yeah. to set it up She for hits, you. she hits. You hit. I hit. Uh, and that's gonna be one, so it's gonna be 10 plus seven, it's gonna be 17 uh, damage. Uh, she's very bloodied. 
and I will disengage and swim away. Okay. Smart decision. Uh, and she does not have as good a swimming speed, but next up in the order is going to be uh, Chuck. Uh, big uh, saving throw. Give him that. 18. Yes. Oh, Chuck is alive. I didn't know. That's, that's one success. No, he's one success. Well, he's sort of alive. I mean, you guys could do something on your next turn. Okay. Not two dead. failures right now. Next up in the order is Bag of Nails, who is going to swim forward. Uh, that water is really refreshing and knocks some, some sense into this down. And he, he is going to horse. make a couple of attacks here. He's going to make the first one. Uh, he's going to make the first one on you, Ash. Right, it's 23 to hit. Still. 23 to hit. Okay, yeah. I'd make a DC 15 uh, constitution saving throw. You save, and you're going to take uh, 11 plus 4 will be 15 points of damage. Okay. Where's your health at? 25. Gotcha. Uh, Scree? Uh, 37. Got it. Okay, next up is uh, is her. And she is going to, because you guys aren't near Chuck, she's actually going to swim over. 5, 10, 15, 20. And she's going to use her turn to interact with object and reach down to Chuck's body as he is unconscious. And she's going to take the sea axe from him. And then she's going to use her, uh, that was her action to interact with objects. She's going to use her other action and begin moving away towards the exit. Actually, no, you know what she's going to do? She's actually going to move five over and she's going to wave at the angel. Uh, oh no, they're going to bamf out of there. Next is the angel. And uh, as she's going to... Uh, not listen to her and she's actually going to roll up and attack chuck and i'm uh, sorry no she's gonna attack ash she's gonna attack a corpse no ash no oh well i mean maybe he attack a corpse you never know angels are into weird stuff and miss and miss and then she's gonna move down here around you and that's gonna be her turn and next up is your turn ash um Just firebolt her and fucking kill her. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what if I can do better spells than firebolt, and I can't. Uh, yeah, I'll just twin. I'll just twin a firebolt targeting the two bloody people, Bag of Nails and uh, Helena. Go ahead, roll it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventeen. So which which hits who? Bag of Nails was 17, Helena C 11. Okay, it doesn't hit Helena. It's, it's, it, it, yeah, go ahead. It doesn't hit Helena, but it hits Bag of Nails for 10 points of damage. Bag of Nails has uh, 11 health left. All right, and then uh, for my bonus action, I'm going to convert my spell points to a spell slot. All right. Uh, uh, it's going to be third level. Scree, you are up. I move in towards Helena. Uh, to strike. Wait, she moved. Doesn't she take damage because he boom bladed? Thank you for reminding Thank you. me. How much was the damage? I forgot to. Yeah, you um, guys keep forgetting. 10 thunder damage. She takes 10 thunder damage. Yeah. 
She now has 51 health. Whoa, shit. Okay, maybe we do need to get out of here. <laughs> well, she's about to just bamf out of there with the axe. The angel has taken three damage this entire combat, by the way. Yeah, I know the angel's nowhere close. Um, yeah, Bag of Nails is 11 health points. Bag of Nails is the only guy that looks like shit. Yeah. I'll keep going to Bag of Nails and attack him instead. Okay. Did you have to take this? Oh, I assume you move around her. I'm not going to bust your balls. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, unless... Attack. Yeah, okay. Uh, roll attack. Hang on it. Sorry. That hits. Uh, how do you want to do this? Let's go. I, I want the boom blade sizzle of the sun blade to just, uh, just evaporate him. Yeah, it just, you sort of like, you just like lunge forward and you guys are like both rogues by nature. And he comes up with both gun blades, getting off two shots that you swim through. And you just like, like a needle dart as a kinku rides like a fucking dart from a dark gun underwater in a bad James Bond movie. You rock it in and you have your, you have your lightsaber turned off and you come right to his chest, put it straight to his chest and just, and the whole blade comes alive, shooting straight through his chest. And he just looks startled as his insides boil in the pressure and the water boils around his face. And he looks shocked as his gun blades fall to the sea floor and you just rip it up straight through his face, bisecting him. I don't know if Screed actually good. do that, but I wanted to roll. No, that's it. good. Yeah, cool. That's I'm glad good. we all are on the same page. Uh, Bag of Nails is dead. Again. Uh, I think I still have... How much movement? I still have a shit ton of movement left. Um... I'll swim all the way back over here. All right. Uh, God damn. Uh, yeah, I think next That's up it. is Chuck. All right. So let's see the saving throw. No whammies. No. Oh, Chuck, you die. Straight up, no turn backs. So you're dead. We'll deal with that in a bit. Uh, <laughs> next up is the woman, and she's going to begin uh, swimming away, just sort of doggy paddling towards the exit. And then she's going to begin casting uh, a spell, looks like teleport. I would like to counterspell that subtly. Uh, yeah, go ahead. And if she, if you subtle spell, that means she can't reaction to do counterspell, correct? Correct. Yeah, so she can't counterspell your counterspell. So it's just a straight action. And I think it teleports a teleport seventh level. Yeah, so I have to, I have to make a. You'll still need to roll. make a check. It's a, it's a. What is it? It's my a casting level check, right? Yeah. You manage it. Uh, counter, the, the spell is blocked. So and she just screams, just gurgling as her face continues to melt. Uh, and uh, and she's going to wave at the angel who is going to begin swimming away. It's going to leave your AOE, Ash. I used my reaction already. Yeah, so it's not going to take that from her or Ash's or Chuck's dead body. She's going to move. And as she moves away from you guys, from the ceiling comes a huge cracking noise as Chuck's sperm whale friend comes smashing through the ceiling 
with a lone rider on its back in the water. The sperm whale collides with the angel, knocking her off course into the ground, and a, and a figure leaps, light, leaps lightly from her back. Oh, you're just you're just worried now, aren't you? I'm 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 all a flutter of what's going on right now. A man, a well-dressed man with his cloak billowing about him. He's young and handsome and overly blonde, with dark, cold eyes, and he comes down from the ceiling, floating gingerly to stop just twenty feet from her. And he says, uh, "Hold on, let me just pull this up, guys. Sorry." We're being interrupted by super anime protagonists. Literal Aquaman. <laughs> Not what you think, but uh, sure. Uh... Hello, Helena. And then... You see on the far side, she just registers and says, King Kamaklavan. And that's where we're going to end for this session. Man. Uh, I love how stressed you are, Chuck. I'm going to let you wonder if Chuck's dead or not. Start making a new character, though. We should do that. No, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, man. Well, I'm not just kidding. We actually need to talk about it. Uh, anyways. <laughs> no, no. My, my, I'm just saying, like, are we still doing the, the villains campaign or... Can I be a, I need old peasant, just, you know, who likes adventuring for fun. Is that what you want to be? You're just like, you're done. There's been too much harshness in this villain's campaign. And you're just like, I'm out. I'm out. It's all done. Well, no, because if it's like, either way, like, maybe I want to explore a good old, like, traveling merchant, you know, turning into a bloodthirsty bounty hunter because, you know, bad, picked up a... Fallen money. We all know picking up fallen money is bad. I don't know. Me and the audience are pretty attached to Chuck. We'll see what happens with him. It's not the first time he's crossed death path. So, and you complain this session that you only died once. So, I mean, you got two under your belt now, possibly. (laughs) More hair in my chest, and that that worm is going to be full on dreadlocks right now. Yeah, all up in my head. The good question is whether or not your soul is sucked into the city of Rila. What soul? That's a great question. Do you have a soul, Chuck? Anyways. From this for the pen and paper pod, this has been Trevor Flynn playing Scree on the road. Sorry. Good night, everybody. Tanner playing uh, Ashfall Bright, the half-elf shadow sorcerer. Yeah, that's me. And Chuck Angus played the Minotaur Barbarian, or formerly known as a Minotaur Barbarian, now changed Mind Flayer, now changed Dead, uh, played by Edward Reyes. I'm dead again. <laughs> I've been your host, Jack Newman. It was a very intense night. It was very, uh, uh, you guys solved a lot of puzzles. You fought a lot of fucking monsters and then you fought an almost insurmountable chat, uh, task. And you know, I, y'all give me crap. Let I make these encounters hard, but y'all really make it hard to throw stuff at you. That's just impossible. Y'all fucking come up, come up bases all the time. So, from Scream! Here, Throw ass in her face! I, I can't believe that happened, and let's not refer to it as that. I, he was like, you just throw it in her face? And I was like, shit! <laughs> like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah. 
one last time from everyone here at the pen and paper pod and by extension the tuscan shed media network thank you for listening head on over to the tuscan shed media network at the tuscan shed.com where you can check out all their podcasts including the movie gang podcast we are going to have a drawing for tasha's cauldron of everything i'm sorry to tease people this week i didn't actually push it on social media so i don't actually feel that bad because i wasn't particularly ready for it so i said it was a maybe at the beginning i am sorry if anyone stayed here if you feel particularly offended by me do contact me uh we might find out some way to get you a one-up if you listen to the stream this week uh you know you might be able to get you a one-up for the drawing next week we'll be doing that later uh stay tuned for that i promise it will be posted to social media before i actually do the drawing because what's the point of doing a drawing if you're not going to post it to social media that doesn't make any fucking sense i don't know why check that we were it doing it tonight. means that we can stack the favor for our personal friends by telling them to look at us yeah that's definitely how this is going to work and why i'm afraid to like any of this is a villain's campaign it's literally yeah there's just like you know there you need to not say shit like that because there's actually like you know like contest rules i have to do and get organized so all, right, all that to... <laughs> was was just flavor text everyone we want to sure, be as fair sure. as possible you weren't totally i don't cheating. tell anyone i do this because it's you know <laughs> D. oh my god <laughs> 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 one last time here from everyone at the pen and paper pod by extension sensitivity network thanks for listening